What's up, Internet? Welcome back to another very special episode of the Video Game Pals. We're here a couple days late for you with part one of our E3 coverage. We're here to talk to you guys today about all the third parties. Uh, we're talking about EA. We're talking about Square Enix. We're talking about Ubisoft. We're talking about Bethesda. Uh, lots of announcements to jump into here, so let's get right into it. Um, if you guys are looking for the rest of our coverage where we're going to talk about Nindy, PlayStation, Microsoft, that's all going to come this Sunday on the show proper, uh, or we'll do the recording this Sunday anyway. You'll get it Tuesday when the show normally posts, and uh, we're going to have our boy Ed on as a very special guest from the Party Nerds, so should be a great time. Um, but enough about that. Boys, E3, we're here. We're through the press conferences. Uh, just... What's your, what's your overall hype level right now? What did you think of the overall week of what we had to see here? Uh, wildly fluctuated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think yeah. that's a good way to put it. There's like a lot of a handful of things I'm incredibly excited about, and a lot of stuff I don't care about at all. Yeah, I feel like I lived through the San Andreas quake. Like it was a really big point <laughs> at some point, but the rest of it's just small aftershocks. <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, overall. This was a, a year of games that some some look really cool, and I won't be able to play for a long time, and uh, others that are around the corner but don't necessarily look that great. I think graphically we are we're peaking, but uh, I I don't know. I, I wasn't super overall impressed. Yeah, I think um, I would agree with that overall sentiment. I think it was a really solid year. You know, I think like for the most part. Every conference was, um, except for the ones that were, like, glaringly bad, they were all, like, fine to good. Nobody had a show that blew me away. I don't think anybody had an all-time great show. Um, but I think that some of the key announcements we got were really exciting, and some of the deeper dives at games that we were already looking forward to were really good. Um, I think Microsoft had a, like, maybe it's all-time great show. I think you could make that case. What? I think I think Microsoft had a had a strong show, but we'll 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 talk about that uh, on on uh, next week's show. So let's let's dive into uh, let's dive into what I think is easily uh, and unquestionably the worst conference that we saw all weekend, uh, which was the first of them. It was EA's uh, E3 2018 presentation. Man. Really set the tone for the rest of the week. <laughs> they, they like in in typical EA fashion, they set the bar extremely low uh, for everybody else that came after them, which was thankfully everybody. Uh, I, I mean, look, man, like I, I'm I'm the first one on this show to say that people give EA too much flack, but like you'd think that they would fucking figure this out by this point. Like, but it's yeah. it's just. They still don't have it, man. It feels like an EA conference from like, or not an EA conference, an E3 conference from like 10 years ago, you know, where it's just like they, they get in that rhythm of let's have somebody come out and talk for like 10 minutes and then show you a trailer that shows you everything that they just told you about and then talk some more. And it's just like, yeah, the pacing was off. Like, and, and like, um, the the woman who they had hosting uh, is a, a games pundit, uh, Andrea Renee, who I'm like a big fan of. She was on screen for like five fucking minutes. Like, why did we even have a host? Like, why was this? Why did you even have that main space when you kept cutting to other people and other like hangers or what? I don't know. It was just weird. It, it was a it very strange presentation, and uh, I, like content wise, it was fine like it, it nothing really blew our socks off nothing that was like surprising like all the announcements that they had were things that were either disappointing or just like 
all right, okay, I might be interested in that. But there was, like, for me personally, no pop. And uh, the game right. that they focused on the most was Anthem, which is a game I want to be excited for. And I'm just, the more we see of it, the more nervous I get. I oh. can't wait for Worst Destiny. Dude, listen, I should love it because it's fucking, you know, mechy like stuff that you can jump into and all that. And I don't, I don't care. I don't know what to tell you. I just don't care. I don't know this, what it is. Th- this game is a perfect example uh, in my mind of something that I, I think I see a lot. Which is just a, an absolutely gorgeous, stunning, mind-blowing game that feels empty. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel like there's anything there. Yeah, What's I'm not book? sure. Yeah, where's the heart of this game? You know, and and I get the same feeling with. I mean, with Destiny, that's why I don't play because it doesn't look like there's anything there. Um, and I, I just don't know what I'm supposed to feel about this game, other than it's pretty. Yeah, well, and, like, <laughs> and like they showed us a lot of new stuff that like gave me a, a slightly better idea of it, but I, I don't know. So let's just dive into it. You know, we're, what my plan here is we'll we'll kind of take you through the announcements as they come, and if we're interested in diving in on them, we will. Um, and if you want to hear more about them, and we don't, we didn't give you our takes, you can hit us in the comments down below, uh, or hit us up at the video game pals at gmail.com. Follow our sister show at the comics pals, wherever your social media is sold, uh, and just reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking and what you want to hear more takes on. Um, but so we jumped into it. Uh, we got more from Battlefield Five. Uh, we learned about destructible environments, which look really cool. Um, you can like collapse pretty much any building in the game. It looks like with a tank, which is badass. Um, uh, they they talk more about the battle royale mode. Um, it's called Royale Reimagined, um, which you know they didn't really give us anything more about that. They talked more about it. Um, they said that we'd see more about it at the Microsoft conference, but we really didn't. Uh, so I don't I don't know what's up with that. Uh, it's just weird because like we had that Battlefield event a couple weeks ago, and it just feels like they've been talking about this game a lot, even though it doesn't really seem like they're ready to really tell us anything. Which, Which is, is weird because it comes out in October. Yeah, and like <laughs> especially because that was how they chose to start the show. You know, it's like, I don't know. But, I mean, I liked Battlefield 1 quite a bit. And that was my first real experience with the series. And I don't know that I'm going to play this game. But uh, they, they might get me. You know, I, Battlefield's pretty tight. I like dice. Uh, they promised there'd be no loot boxes, no premium passes, and all that stuff. Um, which seems to be a theme of this press conference, which was EA's fucking apology tour. Yeah, right. um, the intent yeah. of the press conference is to provide a rewarding experience for players. <laughs> wow, what a novel concept. <laughs> so, yeah, any other takes on Battlefield? I mean, I think it, it looks like Battlefield, right? Like, Yep, yeah, look, it looks like Battlefield. Um, we'll fucking see. It'll, it'll probably have a pretty good Battle Royale mode. Yeah, I could, I could, I'm definitely interested to see what they do with the formula, you know? Yeah, I like Battlefield, man. I like the destructible stuff. It, I don't really care about the battle royale part. I'll probably play it at least once or twice. You know, it's it has it's just like yeah, it's Battlefield, man. It's good. I didn't like I sat out in the last one. I probably sit at this one out, even if it looks great. You know, it's unfortunate, but kind of like been there, done that. You know, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played a Battlefield game. Uh, I had a bad feeling about dice. Uh, did, correct me if I'm wrong. They made Medal of Honor, right? The most recent. Medal of Honor games. I'm not sure. I'll look that up. I don't think so. I don't know. Um, there, there's something that they did that that uh, I I just didn't really care for. Yeah. And uh, ever since then, I just haven't really been interested in them. 
Um, this game looks good. I mean, you know, it looks perfectly fine. Uh, but I, I also can't really muster it up for shooters anymore. So yeah, I think that's where I am, man. I, I just like don't really have it for the shooters as much as I used to, you know. Definitely. Yeah, it it was dice. It, it was dice. Oh, they um, they did they did the most recent one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was I was just pulling this up. I know, oh, like, yeah, they did. Um, they also did Mirror's Edge. Like that was one of their big things. Right. Yeah, other than that, they pretty much do all the Battlefield games, and that's about it. <laughs> hey, in 2002, they made the Shrek game. <laughs> oh, boy! <laughs> that's random. That was actually a pretty yeah. good game. In between, uh, like, a hundred other Battlefield games, there's fucking Shrek. <laughs> I do I do remember that game, actually. Um, But yeah, so, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see on that one. I uh, I'm sure it'll be at the very least like a competent game. You know, that's I don't expect anything less from from Dice and Battlefield at this point. Um, Battlefronts the game that we can't really seem to get quite right. Um, <laughs> but uh, speaking of Star Wars, uh, we also got the announcement. I guess like, I don't know. We 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 got a name for respawn Star Wars game, which we knew was already on the way. Um, Vince Zampanella, who's, uh, you know, one of the creative leads over at that, at, um, at the studio talked with, uh, Andrea Renee during the, um, during the press conference and said that the game takes place quote during the dark times between revenge of the Sith and a new hope, uh, when Jedi are being hunted. Um, it's an original star Wars stories, um, around a surviving Padawan set shortly after the events of star Wars episode three. And it's coming in holiday 2019. The game is called Jedi fallen order. So, this is this is cool and everything because yeah, Star Wars Jedi's. How many more games do we need to get in this setting? Uh, we already had the uh, oh my goodness, the one where you play as the as Darth Vader's apprentice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we already had Star the Force Killer. Awakens games. Uh, there have been several games set in that in that time period. We don't know exactly what kind of game this is going to be. Maybe it'll be something different, but I'm doubtful. We've got shows set in that time period. Like, there's a lot of media in that time period, and I would love to see something a little different. Maybe they can't do the Old Republic because there is still the Old Republic game, but there's, I mean, Star Wars is, it has such a vast history, and I don't know that we need to focus more on that same timeline. Oh, I'm exactly the opposite. I'm so fucking hype. That, yeah, like I'm with you, out- Andy. Outside of the absolutely shit way they announced the game, that sounds like my perfect Star Wars game. Could could you not just like make a fucking logo? Like, give me a splash screen. <laughs> you know, like something. Wow. For a game coming out next year, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Dude, it's like, <laughs> you, like you remember last year when Metroid Prime Four was like one of the biggest pops of Nintendo's conference, just, and all they did was show us the, the fucking picture. logo. Like that's yep. all you needed to do. Have Vince come out and say those exact same things on the stage and be like, "Let me tell you a little bit about Jedi Fallen Order." Like it would have felt like a thing, not like, "Oh, hey, we we found Vince in the crowd." Like you know, it's like what the fuck, and it's just like. Like, why was that the way that you chose to to reveal this? You know, it's like I don't know, I don't know, man. Uh, that I thought that whole thing was just so weird. Yeah, maybe they're just thinking it's Star Wars and it'll sell itself. Which, you know, admittedly, they could have said this is set in any time frame, and I probably would have been interested because Star Wars. But sure. uh, you know, I do echo Sean's sentiments. I think the Knights of the Republic's era is just 
like woefully underdeveloped at this point considering that there's like another game for this like i would love to see that i'll take this too obviously i don't really care what i play as long as it's star wars yeah <laughs> i just point. i i feel like in in the realm of games i think you're probably right sean in that <clears throat> like you want to like set yourself apart from the old republic and you know like i think like especially when you think about star wars games like that's kind of like one of the handful that is really genuinely an all-time great video game versus like you like it because it's star wars so i can understand wanting to you know not live in that shadow so then set a game in the time just before episode one like there's there's so many time periods in star wars that are unexplored we just got we didn't just get the um force awakens not was it really called force awakens uh, Force Unleashed. Unleashed. Force Unleashed, Unleashed. yeah, because yeah, yeah. the movie's Force Awakens. <laughs> right. Uh, we, we just got Force Unleashed, you know, so, so a few years ago. Let's get a different time period. That's just me. Uh, but, uh, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to buy it. It's Star Wars, yeah. right? So. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree with Andy just in the fact that, like, time period aside, this, this sounds like my ideal Star Wars game. You know, uh, single player, story driven. I like the idea of you being like a Jedi on the run. Like that all seems cool. So I'm I'm in for that. I hope it comes together. I'm in for that. Respawn makes good games. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the Titanfall and Titanfall Two are both really like mechanically tight and fun to play. Yeah, and I mean, you just played Titanfall Two's story and said it was like excellent. So yeah, like oh yeah, yeah, forgot about that. Truly and surprisingly excellent. So yeah, man. Um, this is one to look forward to. How about the possibility of a Jedi Battle Royale? Oh, you know yo, what? I, yo, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. Here's the thing. You come out and you just you 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 give me a sequel to uh Jedi Power Battles and it's just a uh, a Battle Royale. <laughs> Jedi Battle ro- Power Battle Royale. I'd I'd eat that shit up. Let's fucking go, yo, baby. Sure. <laughs> Jedi Knight 2 and Jedi Knight 3 Academy or whatever it was called. Like they yeah. were like the multiplayer was practically a battle royale at that point because you'd get one life sometimes, you could run in and it was God help you. That that, that was game the OG. is is like I, I I don't know how well it holds up. It does, but I feel like it holds up. I, I played it. That game like, was one of my favorite fucking games on the Xbox, and I feel like it never gets talked about. Jedi Academy, Pete. I have a copy on Steam. Probably I can just give you for free. Like, there's there's let's still go. a community house play man. Who, like go online yeah, and have honor duels. There's, Dude, no, there's are you kidding? Really community. Yeah, I, I play it like once every no, a couple of months. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, amazing. You, you still turn your saber off, you bow, and then you fucking yep. go for it. You know, <laughs> let's let's fucking and go, you, like, boys. You let's stand go. around on the server and you wait your turn to fight the winner. Yeah, that's it's incredible. Pretty incredible. And if you don't, it. you'll be fucking shit on and kicked out, and everyone will shame your name for years to come. <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking of um, being kicked out and chained for years to come, uh, we got a little information about Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we had what seemed like the most bored man in the world come out and talk about... Yeah, Dennis, Den- Dennis like, I like, forgot about Dennis. That guy needed like a fucking cup of coffee or something. It's like Dennis, come on, you're here on the E three stage. Get hype, buddy. This is E three, baby. Well, and it's also I, I gotta say though, I don't envy him. He's the man no. whose job it was to come out hat in hand and be like, guys, I'm really sorry that this game I worked really hard on got fucked up by my boss. Um, but hey, uh, so Battlefront two is getting a bunch of new stuff this year. You know, new squad system, new starfighter mode, uh, new command post capture mode, new heroes, maps from the Clone Wars, which was a big thing people were asking for. Uh, Andy's obviously very excited about that. Um, Hello there, General Kenobi. 
We're getting, uh, yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi, General Grievous, Anakin Skywalker as playable characters. The Solo stuff's coming out right now, so lots of stuff for Battlefront 2. Um, they apologized again for microtransactions and how they had fixed them. They feel like they're better now. They they think the game has a bright future ahead of it. They, they plan on supporting it. So, you know, I don't know. If, if you wanted to like Battlefront 2, maybe now's the time to give it another shot. I don't know. I think for me, that ship's kind of sailed. He Is there anyone not... Is there anyone not tuned out on this game? Like, you either play it or don't. Like, who's really chomping at the bit to jump on now? I thought about everything. Yeah. After they were like, I would personally play a General Grievous solo game. Like, that's fine for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's my favorite. Me too. I love him. I know he got shot on. I don't care, but I love him. The Clone Wars show, he was perfect in it. He was the greatest. So. You know, hearing that was like, oh shit, I play this game for Grievous, and then I remember it's like the hero mode where you get like once in a blue moon. If you're lucky, you might get him for ten seconds before the match ends. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna get it, but. <laughs> um, but all right, so moving right along, uh, we got um two games that were a part of EA's uh, what is it, EA. EA Play. EA Play. I was going to say that. I thought I was wrong. Uh, The EA Play initiative, which is basically their indie stuff. You know, we saw uh, A Way Out come out from that division uh, this year. Thompson and I were big fans of it. Go check out our Let's Play series over on... Jose Farras, you're a good man. Yeah, dude. um, (laughs) Fuck the Oscars. Fuck the Oscars! (laughs) (laughs) Like, that guy's my fucking favorite, man. Uh, So... Yeah, we got two new games from them, and they actually talked about that. They said that the success of Get Out... Or, I keep fucking doing that. (laughs) I'm so glad I did that to him. So in the first episode of our Let's Play series over on YouTube.com slash The Comic Spouse, Thompson made a Get Out joke, and ever since then I call this game Get Out, and it drives me fucking crazy. Um, I named every file that too, so. (laughs) But they're both interchangeable, Sean? (laughs) I mean, yeah, they're both both about uh, individuals trying to get out of a bad situation, right? That's all. You're, you're, dro- yeah. you're dropping a lot of knowledge here, Sean. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> but, uh, no spoilers. So part part of that, um, like before they announced like the new games or whatever, they said that that game had been such a success that uh, the team behind that game is moving into a bigger studio. They're already working oh. at, hard at work on their next game. Uh, so fuck yeah. Like congrats nice. to that team. Me and Thompson love that game. I'm excited to see what's next uh, from Joseph uh, in this fucking space because, you know, the two games that he's done so far with asynchronous gameplay have been really fucking cool and emotional. So um, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in for more. Um, so we also got the announcement of a sequel to the first game from this initiative, Unravel 2. Uh, so if you guys remember, that was like a, a one of the all-time e, uh, E3 moments for me where they had... Uh, the um I, I forget the guy's name, but uh the you know the creative lead behind this series came out. I remember he got really nervous and everybody gave him like a standing ovation. We had that guy come back, talks about Unravel 2. Um it's a co-op game. Looks like it's pretty similar, um, aside from the evolution of there being two characters and you know, um you can play it in single player mode, but it's definitely intended to be a couch co-op kind of experience. I think it looks cute. Um, Dude, it's I could, adorable. I could definitely see myself <laughs> playing it. Uh, I don't, the little I don't know. strings are tied together. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah, right? And I don't know. It seems like a fun game. You know, it's, it's a game I could definitely see me and Thompson doing a Pals Play series on or, you know, a fun game to, like, you know, play with uh, your roommate, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think it was, like, uh, um, anything that blew my fucking mind, but I thought it was really cool that they did the shadow drop where they were like, and it's available right now. It's like, that's always a vet move, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yep, for sure, man. Um, and for a game like this, I think that's perfect, you know? 
because it's like there's nothing really out right now like you know unless you're playing something that's left over from spring so it's like yeah let's fucking go boys like unravel 2 um so i i definitely think you maybe you'll see me and thompson jump, jump into that one next week let us know if you want to see us play it uh so then the other game they talked about was uh sea of solitude which is a game about loneliness and uh, depression. It's from a German studio called Joe May Games. Um, so I, 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 this really didn't work for me. Uh, I, I like the idea of the, you know, small, excited indie dev coming out and being very earnest or whatever. But um, they had the writer, creative director Cornelia Geppert, and uh, I just, she was out there for way too fucking long. Yeah, man. like, like, show the trailer first yeah um and like for her it worked but my my big thing for the whole ea conference especially early on when they were bringing out dice people was like i understand you want to have the devs come out and talk but like wouldn't it make more sense to have a pr person whose first language is english at your big american yep like press conference like people were struggling to say what they wanted to say and i felt really bad but like i went from considering this game to being like why are you still here why do i care about this game at the end of this lady talking about sea of solitude yeah it's like why are we spending so much time on yeah. it like i i hit this point where she she'd been talking for like five minutes and i was like show me the game show me the game show me the game show me the game and and i and like no shade at this woman it's not yeah. her fault they gave her that much time like, I, I felt like there was a point where she had been talking and she was like, you know, I made this game at, like, the absolute low point in my life. And I was like, this sounds awesome. And then she talked for three more minutes. And it's just like, <laughs> you, you made the point. Stop selling. Like, you sold me. Show me the game now. And I would yeah. have been like, yo, that looks hot. Not, why was this, like, a ten-minute segment? For, well, for what it's worth, it does look hot. Yeah, 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 let's talk about the game. Because it looks game, good. The game looks fantastic um in a sea of 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 games that are you know you see so many games where it's just kind of a blur this was one of the games that really stood out to me uh it's creepy um and one of the things that i really wanted to see out of this e3 was games that are are weird and off-putting and there were quite a few of those this was one of the ones that and i don't i mean i've never made any bones about this i really don't look for small games indie games it's yeah. not really my bag not saying that this is an indie game but just kind of a smaller game uh not really my bag this is something i could see myself maybe uh taking an interest in and playing you know it reminds me of like a kojima indie game kind of you know yeah. it's like out there and, and outlandish but you don't have to be like i'm invested for 80 hours to play this you know yeah like right. this is probably like a five hour ten hour story and like i i think for what we're looking at that seems perfect and uh yeah, I mean, it's it's the story of this young woman in this, like, it seems like a post-apocalyptic world, you know, the the ocean is risen, and, you know, she's, like, slowly turning into a monster, and it, it's, uh, you know, all about loneliness and depression. Uh, it, it seems really interesting. It's it's certainly different coming early 2019. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is one definitely on my fucking radar, you know? Um, as, as much as I felt like the presentation for it fell apart a little bit, once we actually saw the trailer, they got me back. So, yeah, uh, yeah, see you, Solitude, let's go. Um, so then we got what I think was the most, literally the most egregious thing that was shown in, e- in E3 this year. I got physically ill. 
Like literally, I got ill. This this was one of the worst segments I've ever seen in any E3 presentation since I've been paying attention to video games. Uh, Command and Conquer is coming back as a mobile game. Uh, it's a competitive mobile RTS called Command and Conquer Rivals. Um, After they butchered my game in Command and Conquer Four, they have the absolute gall to wait like seven or eight years and come out with this shit. <laughs> so I just, I just, because I want to let the two of you dominate this conversation, because specifically Sean and Thompson, big Command and Conquer fans, you guys regularly ask for a reboot or a remaster. So I'm sure you have things to say. I just gotta speak my piece about this. What the fuck was this, EA? What the actual fuck? Like, this shit, this shit went on for a solid, like, 10 to 15 minutes. No joke. And it is, they had a shoutcaster and these competitive RTS players for a mobile game that's one fucking screen. It's one screen. There was nothing, nothing engaging about watching it, nothing interesting about it. I don't even care if you're interested in the game. Nobody needs to fucking watch that for 10 fucking minutes of your E3 fucking press conference. What the hell? Like, what even was this? And it's like, it doesn't even look good. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, this was just, I, I, I felt like this press conference was already a, a, a a bad move in terms of pacing this brought it grinding to an absolute fucking halt yeah yeah i mean seriously dude i couldn't have said it better i mean that's like it, it was an abomination i was looking at because you know like, like i just said before like i i i really don't think that you want to take the fans uh who have been asking for something that wasn't this for so many fucking years and then show them the first thing you have to show them is this it's like come on man like nobody gives a shit and even if they did it's a mobile game. You're going to just attract, you know, the market you want to attract. This isn't for Command and Conquer fans. You just slap the name on it. It's not, it's just, a, it's it's like an insult at this point. You know, it's like almost like they say like, yeah, we heard your cares because they do have like those articles every now and then they're like, oh man, we know that we messed up with that. We're going to make it better. And then they come out with this. So it's like, yeah, they're not listening. They don't give a shit. You know, and it's if, like, you yeah. know, like, like just to play devil's advocate, it's always possible that this is like, let's gauge interest in the franchise. Maybe we'll bring back a real Command and Conquer. Fine, yeah, sure. Don't show me it for ten fucking minutes. Right. But yeah. that, but that aside, that aside, that's not, that's not the way you gauge interest because Thompson's right. This is not a Command and Conquer game. It has the name, sure, but this doesn't look like Command. If I saw this without any context at all, what is this? You know, like yeah, yeah. Okay, Kane is in the game. Yeah, I see. Oh, I see Kane wow. at the end, and I'm like, oh yeah, right. You put him in, like, because you know he's gonna be there. Like, right. Big deal. If it didn't, if it didn't explicitly say what it was, there'd be no way to know. And <laughs> this is disrespectful to the fan base. And yeah, at the end of the day, screw the fans it's about money. That's cool. Why? Why would anybody play this? What's it's disrespectful the... to just more than the fans, dude. It's disrespectful to the game itself, because, like, they fucking annihilated this game in Command & Conquer 4, and then they had the balls to just come out and be like, yeah, this is what it turned into, you know? Like, it's just a travesty. <laughs> it's like, it's it actually did make me a little ill. I'm not even kidding. It's so bad. <laughs> Maybe it'll be fun, but I, I don't buy No, I mean, yeah, it could waste some time to be fun, but this is never, ever ever going to be something that i would be like yeah that's that's like command and conquer's like legacy or whatever yeah, yeah like I, I i understand your disappointment like if there was a real mainline command and conquer series yep. this sure. would be fine but right. there isn't so yeah to see what this is what it turned into it's like god damn dude 
Yeah. Yay. Um, so then mo- moving right along to the, the end of the E3 press conference, we got back on stage with Andrea and uh, Bioware manager Casey Hudson, Anthem's pr- executive producer Mark Dara, and then the lead writer Kathleen uh, Rootsayer. Root She's the only one I didn't know, so I don't know how to pronounce her name. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so we, we talked a lot about Anthem here. Uh, we saw the different character types. We learned a little bit more about customizations um, uh, and your suit, the javelin. We learned that you're not going to have to just pick one class. You can switch between different javelins depending on who you're playing with or what you feel like doing, which is a really cool thing. If you'd rather be Iron Man or War Machine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I really like that you have the ability to grow your character while changing a class at will based on, like, what's needed for your team. Feels very reminiscent of, like, uh, Monster Hunter and the ability to, like, switch weapons at will, you know? So that's cool. Um, they confirmed that there'll be no loot boxes, um, but there will be, like, paid-for content for customizations of your mech. So you might be able to buy skins, but, like, it's not in a uh, lottery system. It'll be, yeah, you're given $5 because you know you want this skin. Okay. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, new stuff, uh, not too, too much other than that. Like, we saw some new environments. We saw, like, a giant monster that a team was fighting. We saw some more combat. We saw underwater segments. Um, but, you know, in general, like, I I don't know, dude. I'm I'm nervous about this game, you know? Uh, I, I think, like, it's coming out in February 22nd is the date right now, and that seems really close for how far along this game seems and what it seems like they want to deliver, and uh, I just don't know. Like, I love Bioware so much, and uh, they're one of my favorite developers. I, I, I really want to love this game. I really want this game to get its hooks in me and to be the Destiny-style game that finally speaks to me, but the more we see of it, the the not the less excited I am, just, like, I, I'm not hype. You know, like it, 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 I, I don't have that excitement for it, and I don't, I didn't look at it and think, oh, this looks bad, but it was just like, uh, I, all right, like I, I really feel like I got to see more of it, and I don't know how much more of it we're gonna see before it comes out. So, like, I think either way, I'm gonna end up buying this game and trying it for myself because I love Bioware and I wanna, I wanna support them, but. I, I don't know if it's just me, but somehow this game doesn't seem to have like the soul of the sci-fi genre that they want to show. I don't know what it is about it necessarily, but like, you know, when I look at like BattleTech or like Fallout or something like that, like I don't know, like it's very distinct, and like this one just feels like muddled to me, you know, like it, like yeah, it's got the suits and all that, but it's just like I don't know, like you could see that in anything, I guess. Like Dead Space had those suits, you know. It's it's just weird to me, like. I, like, I agree with you, Pete. Like, I really like Bioware, but, like, something about this is not doing it for me yet. So, like, I I really want to try it. Really hope Bioware gets a hit. But at the same time, it's just, like, there there was a lot of other games released and talked about this year. And this is definitely not going to make the cut, considering we haven't talked about, like, all the really, really fun ones, I think, yet. So, kind of sit there with this one. Yet, I mean, it's, it's February, so we got time. But uh, they haven't done it yet for me. They haven't, you know hooked me yet yeah. and that's really hard to say and it's like you, you got to think like there's other stuff we got paris games week there's psx there's other yeah. places they could show it but it's yeah. just like i just I don't, I don't know man something about I'm, it's I'll not hooking see. me i don't know we'll have to see i'm numb to this game yeah I, yeah i've seen it several times now it's very good looking uh this kind of game is up my alley but there's just nothing there it just feels like Hey, Destiny made a boatload of money. Let's make our version 
Here it is. You know, like, I think that might be it for me. Like, do you know what I think? I think the thing is for me is like, this was the first time that they actually showed you what the quote unquote single player stuff was going to look like. Where like, you go back to the town by yourself and you can talk to NPCs and talk to you, whatever, and do that stuff. But we didn't really see any of that stuff. And to me, that's the Bioware shit. Like, until I get a scene where I see my character coming back from a mission, getting a dialogue wheel, and actually, like, doing some story shit, it's just, it doesn't feel like Bioware to me, which is, like, that's what I care about. And if it doesn't feel like Bioware, why do I care about this at all? Right. And for, to to answer, I gotta say, I'm with you two guys, where I don't really see what the special sauce is here. The Iron Man suits are fucking cool. Um... But is that enough for me? I don't know. It's not enough for me because there's Titanfall and I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Andy, Andy, what do you think? About I this? I really don't have many, if any, thoughts on it. It's it's not for me. It looks fine. Like I don't know. I I've never had any interest in this game. Like even if it turns out being great, I don't know. I'm not into a quasi MMO like PVE fly around and shoot things game right yeah i mean me neither really and that's the thing is like it has to have the bioware special sauce to sell me on that uh formula and uh, i haven't seen that part yet so um so uh just final kind of wrap up here um i think we've already all kind of made our thoughts on the conference pretty clear i think this is the weakest one of the show does anybody disagree (laughs) right so i'm excited uh, for madden on pc I was going to say, yeah, final roundups, we got a cinematic trailer for FIFA and the announcement that Madden's getting more customization options and it's coming to PC, uh, which is the first time in a really long time. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall, like, uh, week conference, okay announcements, uh, better luck next year, yeah. yeah. Like, bad presentation of what could have been some cool announcements. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. I think even the cool announcements were marred by bad presentation. Um, which is unfortunate because EA needs good press right now, uh, in a big way. And I don't think the apology tour is quite enough for me. Uh, so, uh, moving right along, we're going to jump into squares, uh, conference next, which I can't imagine we're going to have too much for this one. Uh, this was like, for me, very much the show of just like, we're square and we do this every year. So we put something together for you to hold our spot for next year because, they had very little to show. Uh, a lot of what we saw here, we saw at other conferences later or earlier in the week. And um, the other stuff was stuff we I could have gone without seeing. So, I, you know, I'm sure that there is some Square fan out there who, like, is really aligned with this shit and it spoke to them on that level. But I think, by and large, it seems like a lot of people thought this was the weakest show. Uh, and I don't think it was far off. You know, I think the one thing I'd give them was presentation-wise, it was tight. It reminded me of a less interesting version of what Bethesda did last year with the Bethesda Land stuff. You know, like, I think it was quick, it was tight, it was 30 minutes, it was trailer, 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 peace. Um, which is not a bad strategy, especially if you don't yeah. have a lot to yeah, fucking show. they didn't show. fluff it out to you an know? hour just because they had to, you know? Yep. Right, right. And I'd, I'd rather them do that than have people come out and talk for 20 minutes uh, about shit that you're going to show me in a trailer anyway. Um, but so let's start it off. They started off with Shadow of the Tomb Raider. They showed more about the game's, uh, stealth options. Uh, this game looks fucking brutal, dude. I pre-ordered. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, all right, nice. Yep. I'm not surprised, man. It uh, looks great. It absolutely looks like it's gonna be my game of the year if it's any good. 
or if it's anything like what we're seeing, it looks. I think it's gonna be my game of the year. I love the first two. Um, it looks fucking brutal. The stealth elements played up, and it, like, I know that there was a lot of Uncharted in like the beginning of this reboot's DNA, and I'm I'm glad that they're sort of exploring one of the the big criticisms about Uncharted that I've seen of like. Oh, he's this Drake's this happy go lucky guy who's like a good dude, but also kills like ten thousand people over the course of three Uncharted games. Right, right, and it seems like they're actually gonna like explore that explore as explore like in this what game. that does to Lara Croft, which is really cool. Yeah, and like yeah, just in general, this seems a lot darker than the previous games. Oh, like yeah. the the deaths were very visceral and violent, and like it it had a a much less Uncharted yeah. kind of vibe, and it felt it felt more like Rambo. Yeah. It definitely did. And that, like, fucking stare down she had with a panther. Yeah, that was fucking lit, man. Like, what a scene. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they, they promised it has the biggest hubs ever in a Tomb Raider game, so still not open world, which is good. Um, they said that there'll be more tombs than ever. You know, there's going to be, like, things like you can, uh, like, there's, like, exploding, or not exploding arrows. That was Last of Us. Uh, they had those those arrows that you could use to, like, fuck people up. The berserk and, like, them, arrows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, fight amongst each other. Um, and then there was, like, mud camouflage and stuff like that. So, I, it seems cool. Like, I, I really liked the first Tomb Raider when I played it. I never finished it, but I put, like, a couple hours into it. Uh, never got around to the second one, even though Andy has really pushed me to, to get it several <laughs> times. Just never found the time for it. I'm really worried that this game is going to come out in a time where I don't have time for it either because it's got Spider-Man and Red Dead on either side. But um, I was already interested in this game. Seeing this, I'm sold. Like, I need to find time for this game because it looks fucking tight. This is this oh, yeah. is one of the, the games that um, I came into E3 really wanting to see and uh, certainly didn't disappoint. I, I'm a big fan of this franchise right now. I did skip the second one because I didn't know. I thought it was just on on Xbox. And Same thing. Yeah, that was just they just handled that very strangely. But I'm all in for this. Uh, I think that the story is 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 what I really care about. I love the fact that they're taking her down a dark path. That's awesome. Uh, and quite frankly, it's very rare that you get to see a woman be the protagonist of anything and have this kind of a story where you're seeing them be, I mean, a murderer, right? And the weight of that and everything. Like, this is unique, at least for me. I haven't really seen anything quite like this before. And to get a unique narrative in a video game with unique gameplay, why not play it? Well, and I think it's interesting, too, when you think about the fact that, like, when we talked about the first Tomb Raider, I remember... Like, they made a, a big point to talk about, this is a young Lara, she's very vulnerable, we want you to feel like you, like, feel like you need to kind of protect her, and she doesn't know how to deal with these things, and now it's like, we see her evolve over the course of this series to become, like, this vicious fucking killer, and it's like, Dude. that is really interesting, and it's oh. not a narrative you see a lot with a female protagonist. Dude, going back you know? to the first game, like, I totally remember what you are saying, like, you felt like, in the, just in the beginning alone, you fall down on, like, four different nails and planks and all that shit, and walk out of the initial thing, like, literally stabbed and, like, bleeding out, and you're like, okay, now that now fucking survive, you know? Like, you, you felt fucking vulnerable, let me tell you, you know? It really put you in there. It, oh, I always felt in that game, the first half of it, at least, that I was like, man, I'm just clinging to life. I should be dead. I should be dead so many times over. 
and it's it's like i like i didn't get to play the second one i'd love to go back and do it but like seeing this trailer makes me feel like they took the game down the path that i would have loved to see it go down you know like this just made my day you know um i never was ever cared about the tomb raider games until the first reboot came out and like on a whim i borrowed it from a friend and i was like fucking blown away so good on that man like you took a game series that i never gave a shit about and you made me like one of the most invested people i've ever seen in like the story alone you know and like damn they made a good story (laughs) yes that's that's definitely one to look forward to um i know we, we ended up seeing more of it at the microsoft conference so we will probably not talk about it too much more uh during that episode this week so um any other final thoughts on this one aside from it seems like we're all interested and at least are thinking about picking it up I cannot wait. It looks yeah. amazing. It looks great. Yeah, to me literally the only thing that this that this that gets in the way of this is that there are two other games that I'm a little bit more excited for on either side of it. So, unless that fucks me up, I'm in. Yeah. Uh so moving right along to one of the uh, hypest games for me personally, we got the uh, announcement and release trailer of The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, which is uh, a prequel to Life is Strange 2. Um, so this is a little interesting because for those of you who don't know, I'm a big fan of Life is Strange. Life is Strange is like... No way. Yeah, right? Uh, that's like I have a tattoo or something. Um, so narrative game right we had life is strange proper which took place uh with the characters max and chloe in the uh town of arcadia bay in oregon we had the life is strange prequel before the storm which was about chloe and another character rachel amber set in the same town a few years earlier now uh, we knew life is strange 2 had already been announced and that it was in development by don't nod uh who's back after deck nine did the the prequel Um, And we knew it wouldn't focus on Arcadia Bay and Max and Chloe. We knew we were getting somewhere new, exploring other corners of the universe. uh, And this is going to be the first stab at that. So uh, Captain Spirit, it follows uh, a young boy, um, like a very young boy, seems like elementary school age, who uh, is clearly developing superpowers. Um, It's intended, it says here, to bridge the gap between the first season of Life is Strange and Life is Strange 2. And they said that in some, quote unquote, some ways it will connect to Life is Strange 2. Uh, they said that it's it's apparently the decisions you make in this game will impact the stuff that goes on in Life is Strange 2. And um, when we did talk to the development, uh, they had the two like founders of, of Deck Nine or the creative leads on Life is Strange, at least. Uh, they talked about the, at this and the Microsoft conference, and um, they said that they see it all as part of like a bigger universe. And, you know, like this is just another kind of like, piece of that puzzle um and it's coming out completely for free uh on june 26th which is right around the corner so i'm super excited for this uh you can absolutely expect uh, a pals play um or something like I'm, I'm very excited to make some content around this game um hope you're excited too thompson actually i really am i i like, yeah. literally i thompson likes life is strange now i mean i do but like this game even more than life is strange like i was watching this trailer at first and like halfway through i'm like hey it's cool a little kid but then like you know the, the further i got into it i was like this is just fucking adorable man like what what a fucking tale that they're gonna weave you know like for this little guy and i i, I like i got felt so invested from the little bit of time i saw <laughs> yeah like they showed the stuff of like you know his mom isn't around yeah, it seems yeah. like he has a really good relationship with his dad but his dad's like starting to drink a lot and like it's just very heavy life is strange vibes yeah the musical cues were right on point like let's fucking go let's fucking go can't wait and it's free Um, and it's fucking free it's free guys how do you beat that 
So go play it. I'm all in. You don't for even it. need to they play pay the you first money two. to play it. Go play it for free, and then go download the first episode of Life is Strange for free because you can still do that. Because you know what? They fucking get it over there. Don't nod. So yeah, they're giving right. almost half of the things they've made out for free already. <laughs> At least to give you a taste, they yeah. got to give you a taste of that taste of that sweet smack. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, uh, moving right along, a game I am 0% excited for, uh, Platinum is making a new game called Babylon's Fall, and since it's a Platinum game that's an original IP, there's probably a good chance that they'll actually give a shit about it, and so, if you like Platinum games, get excited, um, they're snake oil salesmen, though, so I don't want to support them. Whoa. I was skating. Wow. Jeez. I don't like Platinum. Don't care. Make no bones whoa, about it. Whoa. Okay, man. <laughs> it looks very much like a Platinum game. I might be into it. Um. Yeah, I mean, their Transformers games were good. Yeah, they were fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eh. but it it looks like a platinum game, and we don't know much else. About yeah, it's it. coming out in twenty nineteen. It's it's probably going to be a hack and slash. So if that's your bag, get excited. Uh, so then we had Just Cause four. Um, we we learned all about kind of the major thing in this game right like every just cause has some big thing in this uh it's weather um the game's set in a south american country it's fictional where there's blizzards and sandstorms and lightning and tornadoes uh it looks super cool this is like very much just a series that like just doesn't speak to me like whenever i see it i'm like this is a technical marvel it's an achievement it's fucking awesome for the people that like it it's just not really a game that 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 does anything for me I really appreciate it from a fuck around in a sandbox standpoint. Sure. But I'm definitely not going to pay 60 bucks for it. Right. It's like put a grappling hook on a plane and then use that to just throw yourself a million feet into the air or on a plane and a rock to make the plane spin into the ground. But I mean, yeah, I agree about the 60 dollar thing on this. Like Just Cause 3 was one of the funnest games I've ever played and gave me, you know, like that sentiment, like, man, games are supposed to be fun. You know, like it was one of those like back to basics kind of feels because it doesn't have it has a story. But please, there's no story. Uh, and 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 like you know, when when I'm fucking attaching a car to another car, and then having those flying to the air, attaching it to like this other thing, and you can put a dude, uh, you know, shoot him in the butt with a grappling hook and hook it to you know whatever. You, you can just fuck around so much. Like the amount of stuff you could do was absolutely insane. It got to the point where I realized I don't even care about this game. I just want to play it to have fun. It's sort of like when you play GTA and you're like, yeah, there's a story. I'm slowly going through it, but I'm gonna take a chunk out to like play gta and just fuck around yeah just mess well, just around. Goes, it's just that you know it's just fuck around you know they they really don't uh you know i think they they know that you're there to do that so if you can ever pick it up like on a sale get it it's great but it's not worth it otherwise in my opinion yeah i feel like just cause <laughs> is definitely one of those games where it's just like hey we have this really these really great well-developed systems and if you just want to fucking jump in a cool sandbox world and fucking wreak havoc like that's the game. Do, do you remember Mercenaries uh, back in the day when they had that one? Yeah. Where you're like, I'm going to fucking call in an airstrike on this spot. Well, Just Cause 3 was very close to that shit. It was like, let me just call a tank in right now, you know? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, and like, I don't need this, but I have it. They uh, they announced that there's like a bunch of other stuff that's just kind of <laughs> evolutions of the series. Like they added added functionality to the grappling hook. You can tether more stuff together. Oh, uh, they said that they've the overhauled <laughs> the combat to make enemies smarter and stuff, which was... Um, they were pretty dumb. You know, there was apparently a lot of issues with Just Cause 3's combat, so they've apparently t- taken that to heart. So. Yeah, they were really stupid. You, <laughs> you could really fuck with them in 3. So. so yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, if you're a Just Cause fan, looks like you're getting more, and like the weather systems look really fucking dope. So. Wait for a sale, and you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely a game I would fuck around with if you pick it up. Um, 
So then uh, the last big thing we saw before we get into kind of the wrap-ups um, were uh, we saw uh, The Quiet Man, which is a game about – it looks like it's a kind of a brawler, um, and, and it's about uh, a man who's deaf and uh, seems like he's – I don't know if he's an assassin or what the fuck ever, but uh, – He's got a special set of Liam Neeson skills. It, it just looks cool. It looks really cool. It's a unique idea, and I, I like games that play with with audio and – auditory cues and stuff so like the fact that the trailer had like a muffled sound the whole time and you were only feel like hearing things when his fists were connecting with stuff like it seems cool um they said we're gonna hear more about it in august so yeah i'm i'm into it like this is a game that's definitely on my radar uh we need to know more about it but um the youtube description for the trailer describes it as an immersive story-driven cinematic action experience seamlessly blending high production live action realistic cg and pulse pounding action gameplay and said it's a, a movie-like experience that can be completed in one sitting Ooh. okay so i'm fucking here for that that sounds cool that's really cool that does sound cool, but also sixty bucks sounds like a lot for that. Do you know? So it, hope it's not we don't know. Yeah, I don't 60. think it's sixty bucks though. You know, it's like what if? Yeah, it's... we don't, we don't know, but if it is, oh, I'm if just... it's if it is, we're not getting it for one sit down experience. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. It, I I feel like if this can live in that, uh, what was that game? Uh, Senua Sacrifice. Set right? Senua yeah. Sacrifice. Oh, yeah, right, with yeah. Hellblade. 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 Right. Hellblade. And it was like it was like a thirty dollar game mm-hmm. made by like a AAA studio in like a shorter amount of time. I'm like, I could fuck with that. Like, if that's a new thing we're doing, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's go for it. Yeah. Um. So then, aside from that, we got a trailer for an update to Final Fantasy fourteen called Under the Moonlight. Uh, news of a Monster Hunter World crossover with that game with a bunch of Final Fantasy skins coming to Monster Hunter, which is cool. Uh, and then we got a new trailer for Dragon Quest Eleven, which looked great. No gameplay, really, which is a bummer, but looks tight. Art's great. Uh, I'm a big Dragon Quest fan. Haven't played a Dragon Quest in, like, over a decade, so I'm very about getting a new Dragon Quest if it, if it comes across and it looks good. And then we got another trailer for Octopath Traveler. Um, we learned more about that at the Nintendo Switch conference. There's a, new, a second demo dropping uh, at the end of this week, I think it is. By the time this is out, it'll be up. All right, out. It drops the fourteenth. Okay, perfect. So, um, you can go download that right now, and apparently, all the progress you make in the demo will carry over to your full save, which is something I love, uh, and was the reason I didn't play the first demo. So, I'm actually gonna play this one. So, yeah, overall, uh, you know, it was this was fine. I thought I thought it was a fine showing. Nothing that really blew my hair back, but uh, I didn't I didn't think it deserved as much hate as it got. What personally. about Kingdom Hearts? Oh, right, I forgot we were going to talk about Kingdom Hearts here. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, oh, they showed Kingdom Hearts at every conference. Well, so. that was the crazy thing. Kingdom Hearts got three fucking trailers this week. And it's like, what the fuck? But we saw it here. We saw it at Xbox. We saw it at Sony. Um, personally, I thought Sony's trailer was the best one. This We, we saw. Um, but overall, the announcements were Frozen confirmed. Uh, we got the release date. It's coming out in January 29th. And yeah, um yes. yeah, and then uh um, Pirates of the Caribbean, we saw some new summons, we saw some new abilities. Um what else was new? Is that it? Who knows? Whatever. The point is <laughs> that yeah. the game looks awesome. There were lots of people complaining about the weird trail the weird way that they put the trailers together. Listen, they're a Japanese company, you know, whatever. Okay? There, yes, there was some sound missing. We all understand. <laughs> the point is that we've been waiting for this game for an extremely long time, 
and we're finally going to get it. We finally have a release date. Do I believe the release date? No, not necessarily. <laughs> but trying. at least they put something there, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I have to be excited. Uh, I think it looks fantastic. I'm contractually obligated as a yeah. Kingdom Hearts fan to be excited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what I don't know if, if, if you guys felt this way as well, but there were some parts of the game that looked incredible graphically, and then yeah. there were other parts that looked like they were from the PS3. I don't know I if you guys... I absolutely agree. A hundred percent agree with you. I thought the the Sony trailer in the Pirates world, I thought looked great. Yes. A- and here's the thing. I actually heard about that. Uh, some Kingdom Hearts people said that apparently when the game's running on a PS4 Pro in 4K with HDR, it looks fucking amazing. It's the Xbox PS4 standard versions where it's like some of it looks a little janky. So. Hmm. I'm, but I'm very excited to continue the story, which is what I think most Kingdom Hearts fans are super invested in. Yeah. Uh, if you and if you if you haven't jumped on board yet, uh, I think they either just announced or it's already out. I can't remember. But the the full complete package of all the Kingdom Hearts games for ninety bucks. So both of those things are already available. If you haven't played them and you want to play them before Kingdom Hearts three, you can go and buy you know the one point five and two point five and two point eight games which jesus christ those names yeah um but it's in two discs and you'll get both of them they're both like 40 dollars games there you uh go. and then they like you said they have the package that you can get i think when kingdom hearts 3 comes out and it's every single game in one box there you go um for 90 bucks which is actually a pretty good deal um and then they also announced the kingdom hearts ps4 pro Yes, and oh, I'm like, man. yo, bro, I might buy, I might buy a PS4 Pro because that shit is hot. It's gray. It's got like a nice, like very understated design. Yep. Like that shit is gorgeous, dude. I'm never the person to to jump in on an upgrade to a console I already have, but... or like a gimmick console like that. Right. Like I never get event consoles. This looks fantastic i'm so glad that you're as hype on it as i was sean because i was like yo that looks fresh and i want it (laughs) yep do you know do you know uh the price point on that is it just i think it's just the same as a regular ps4 pro okay so it's like four hundred dollars you know i don't know if i can get one like if if when the pre-orders go up i can snake one i'm gonna be like fuck it let's fucking go like let's just do it um because, Jesus Christ, I've, I've been thinking about getting a 4K TV anyway. So it's like, let's fucking go. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, any final thoughts on this one? It was fine. Um, I think that's, yeah, yeah, that's a resounding that's, that's opinion. <clears throat> oh, before we get into Ubisoft, I do want to bring up um, not the whole Devolver Conference, which was as weird and Tim and eric as the Devolver Conference always is. But they did announce one pretty cool thing that's right up Thompson's alley. They are bringing a HD remaster of Metal Wolf Chaos to the West for the first time. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Metal Wolf Chaos is from Software's 2004 Japan-only Xbox exclusive, so almost nobody's played it. I didn't even know that yep. was a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> you play as the president of the United States who's been forced into hiding by the vice president... That's immediately You're taking crazy. the country back in a mech. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? That sounds so cool. 
<laughs> it's it's really fucking cool looking and like to be fair dude i didn't hear about this shit or even know it existed until this conference so like tagline yeah this is definitely website mechamericagreatagain.com are you serious <laughs> yeah yep. yeah and this is an older game too this is not uh yeah like a this, what, within the last two years or three this years this is even. a 2004 game yeah exactly that's literally the strangest thing that Devolver has ever done, announced, or said. Because, like, they're, they're known for making year. weird games and publishing weird, obscure indie shit. The fact that they're like, yo, we're going to publish a remaster of this old, obscure, Japanese-only, Xbox-exclusive game made by From Software. That sounds like a <sighs> fake sentence. Like, that sounds like E3 Mad Libs. Yeah. That's Devolver Digital, man. That's what they do. That's what they thrive. That I is fucking their niche. love those guys, they're, man. They're, they're great. so weird. I know, I know, Pete, I've ragged on you forever to watch their E3 conference from last year, but I still think you should watch it from last year. It was pretty fucking good. <laughs> I'm going to watch last year's and then watch this year's now because I've always been like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. Obviously, I didn't. Here we are a year later. Yeah. I got to watch this one because my boy Greg Miller's in it, so I'm going to watch the first one, Did too. The last one. I have the link in favorited for you. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Send it to me. I'll watch it today. Um, But yeah, so uh, jumping into Ubisoft... Um, I think, for me, I think as far as third-party conferences go, um, this was definitely one of the stronger ones. I think there's an argument to be made whether this one or Bethesda's was better, depending on, I think, what kind of games speak to you as a gamer. But I think, like, presentation-wise, this is the best one I think Ubisoft's done maybe ever. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was it was mostly tight. Like, there's a lot of stuff I don't personally care about. So, oh, I yeah. tuned out. But... I think if you're an Ubisoft fan, like, they, they spoke to you, you know? Like, if, if you're interested in, you know, Just Dance, we got their traditional Just Dance opening hype thing where a fucking sexy panda comes out and leads a marching band. All right, cool. Um, but we got a really big update on Beyond Good and Evil 2, um, which I thought looks pretty good. I mean, we actually, you know, I know we've been getting, like, pre-alpha stuff over the last couple months, but I haven't really been paying attention to any of that stuff. So, like, this was my first real look at the, the gameplay, and uh, I, th I thought it looked pretty good. And I, I, they uh, announced that they are partnered with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Hit Record, which, super weird, but all right. Um, and it's, like, a crowdsourcing um, platform that JGL has been trying to get off the ground for the last couple years. You can go right now and sign up to, like, contribute art and music and stuff that'll be, like used in different like slums and alleyways and stuff in the game if you get your stuff in you actually get paid and get oh, acknowledgement for you your work paid. as well that's cool um yeah yeah uh, we're all gonna so, become artists like right now let's all drop this show <laughs> i'm i'm legitimately gonna submit some music so we'll see what happens but um yeah so i i don't know man like it, it's pretty interesting they ended with a reveal that um the original beyond good and evil star jade uh is gonna be in the game which is weird because I'm pretty sure that they said that this is a prequel like 400 years in the future. So I don't know what the a fuck that's about. prequel 400 years um, in the future. Or something like that. I remember them saying last year that it was a prequel a few – like several, several years before oh. Beyond Good and Evil. And Jade is like in her 20s in the first game. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Did I say in the future? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. I meant, okay. the, I meant in the past. I meant in the past. Sorry. Dude, maybe that's what you meant because I, this is I, weird I, and who knows? I've maybe never you know, that's what they Beyond do. Good and Evil. I thought maybe that was a real possibility. That's why I was like, oh, okay. oh, whoa, that's bugged out. <laughs> yeah, so I, but they confirmed that she's going to be a major, like, 
have a major role in the game. I don't necessarily think you're going to play as her, but she's going to be in it somehow. So I don't know if that means it's like her ancestor or like some time travel nonsense or whatever, but whatever. Um, I got to say, I thought this looked good. <laughs> like I was real soft on this last year uh, because it was like this game has been rumored for forever. And I know it got announced and stopped and restarted like twice. So it's like, why are you coming out and telling us you have nothing to show? It looks like they really did a lot in the last year or that they really kept shit under wraps last time. Um, and what they show, showed impressed me. I thought the ship flying looked really cool. The shit where the main character was like on that barge and then she had the jetpack and then jumped right into a fight. I was like, yo, this looks hot. Like, I, I don't know how I feel about all the online stuff and the bigger world and all that shit. But moment to moment gameplay, the story stuff, the aesthetic... I, I like it. Um, I've never played Beyond Good and Evil, but I'm certainly in, interested in Beyond Good and Evil too. How did you guys feel about it? Um, more or less in the same boat as you guys. Never played the first one. It looks cool. I probably won't play it just because there's so many other games I want to play. Sure. Yeah, I hadn't played the first one either. I've heard nothing but good. You know, obviously people like just wanted the sequel. You know, there, there's been a lot of fan base around it, so I always want to jump in. Um, uh, and. I'd like to play this too, but like there is a million things that came out this year, so I, I don't know. This one's probably going to get the, under the radar for me. I feel like this game is so far out still, though. You true. know? Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. We're in you pre alpha. Right. Like, yeah. you know, they're crowdsourcing development assets right now still. You know? So I I feel like this game's a couple years away. Yeah. Uh, I got time to fit it in somewhere. Yeah. Sean, what about you? Uh, so I, I think this game looks really awesome. Uh, just based on what we saw here, uh, we've all acknowledged we've not played the first one. I don't think it matters. Uh, this looks nah. hot. And I could definitely see this being the kind of game that if it gets good reviews, and maybe a person that I know, maybe one of you guys, happens to pick it up and enjoys it, I could easily see myself picking this up. 100% on the same boat for you with that, man. Like, all the things that I said anthem hasn't done for me this trailer did for me for right. this game even if this isn't my kind of I game i like i like this universe i like the <clears> art style i like the aesthetic i like the grimy but still kind of like anthropomorphic cartoon animal like it's cool it's it's my shit so if it's good i'll jump in for sure and it looks like it could be yeah. um so moving right along uh we had uh trials back with trials rising uh we had that goofy bearded dude from last year come out on a fucking evil even evil knievel jumpsuit on a dirt bike it was funny it, it went on a little too long i thought it kind of overstayed its welcome a bit but like people like trials this guy's always like a fun showing at ub's press conference so i you know i gave i gave it the the pass for me on this one uh coming out february 2019 man feels like february 2019 is a little crowded this year huh yeah yeah, early 2019 has like, got a lot of dates. Mike, yes, February, February is like, 2017 to run for its money. I, but I, I legitimately feel like over the last three or four years that February has become the new September. Sure. Like, you it's know, like the fact that we now. have every single game that was announced for a window in, in 2019 is like, oh, it's coming January, February. It's like, all right. I mean, okay. I feel like some of these are going to get moved, but let's see. Uh, so then we got the Division 2, um, talked about new raids, free DLC, uh, stuff about the stories. Uh, they said there's going to be three episodic DLC packs that introduce new maps, new stories, and new activities. 
Um, they said they learned a lot from the first division. It, it definitely seems like there's a lot of evolution here. The art styles evolved a lot. The stories moved forward. I know if you're a fan of the division, you know the first game was set in New York. There was like this virus that was taking people out. Now they're saying it's like a few years later, the virus has kind of subsided. And now it's more a thing of like kind of a fallout vibe of there's all these different factions that are vying for power to retake over the country and rebuild America. Um, I, I didn't play The Division 2, so I can't say that I'm hyped for this game, but I, I wanted to point out, I thought that The Division 2 in every single showing that we had of it, uh, whether it was at the Ubi show or at Xbox, I thought this was one of the best looking games at, at this E3. I think they did an excellent job of selling what has evolved about The Division, the story, the story trailer that they showed at Xbox was fucking gorgeous. Um, and, and I thought it was really impressive, and I watched both the Ubisoft and the Xbox conference with a friend of the show, good friend of me and Andy's, Mike McMahon, who's uh, not a casual gamer, I wouldn't say, but not someone who's, like, deeply invested in the industry. He's, like, definitely a Nintendo guy. He doesn't like gritty, dark shooter kind of games. He saw both of these trailers, and I remember didn't realize that they were the same game, and had said about both of them in the middle, is like, this is the one of the best things I've seen all, all week, and was very, very interested in it. Um, so the fact that it's getting a pop out of more casual people that don't really even know about the division i think bodes well for just how they've presented it you know it, it looks like a really well made game and uh, even if i don't play it i think this one's gonna really fucking pop off uh the division had a big fan base and people liked it i think this could really especially because destiny 2 like kind of shot the bed like maybe this is their chance to come and take the crown you know and be the Fortnite. <laughs> i'm gonna co-sign everything pete just said that's my whole thoughts on the division too. It's just I go ahead. Oh, uh, I I love the way that they presented this as well, but I worry about the Ubisoft downgrade problem, where every single game they've ever presented is not the same in reality. Once you get That's it, so like, true. They always look way better in the trailers. Like you know, it, it yeah, and it's 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 presented to be that way. And sure, like it's just like, but the way it's played, or even like little things about the camera and all that, it just little things. Sometimes it's downgraded in such a way that like. You don't know until you get it, and then, like, there, there's a level of disappointment there for sure. So, like, I, I remain skeptical on how good this will actually be if it is like the trailers, and you know? Because, like, I, I don't think it'll stay that way. They they have ten, they have a tendency to do that to almost every game. So, it's not a problem. You want to show a good trailer, whatever. But, you know, the actual gameplay will vary, I feel. So, until I can see more, like, in-depth on it, I'm not really sold on this yet. Because, like, eh, you know... It, it it does fit that like you said the destiny vibe and like I'm not necessarily into grinding on like multiple games to have that like experience you know and this looks great but it could not be as good as I feel so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on this one for a bit you know yeah <laughs> so it gets yeah, a little closer judgment. or like maybe a review gets out of there or not you know maybe someone says like oh you know like it really is what you saw it's like perfect you got me you know if they can keep yeah. that up they're doing fucking great man you know they're doing great yeah man. And I, I think that's, I think that's legit. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, I just, I, I really, I, I have a feeling this one's really gonna catch fire. I, I want to, I want to agree, but I'm, I'm very cautious about this one. <laughs> so, Sean, you were trying to get in a word in edgewise before. I was What's just up? gonna say, I, I think the story sounds great. Uh, sounds like something I could get invested in. It's just, yeah. it's just so difficult when you're talking about a game that seems like it kind of requires you to play it on a regular basis, sort of like an MMO, Destiny-type game. I just don't... I just can't really see myself fitting that into what I'm doing. So, 
And I agree with that. And that's why I think even if this game is good, it probably won't be for me. Um, but that's okay. Yep. You know, like that's, I think that is the kind of the story of this conference. You know, I think, um, I can't remember the name of the PlayStation guy that said this, but he was talking a couple years ago about how they tried to put together their conferences where you want to make it where every person walks away with three or four things that they're excited about. And this doesn't necessarily appeal to me. I think it's going to be a big win for Ubisoft though. And I think division fans are going to be very happy. So oh, wish yeah. them all the best on that one. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it will grab me because I agree with you, Sean. I think the story seems really interesting. And the the original story of The Division didn't really appeal to me because it, it was mostly just, it felt like it was environmental, mm-hmm. not there's a real cutscene story through line for you here. Um, so we'll see. Um, so the next up, uh, we got a DLC trailer for the Dunk, or the Donkey Kong DLC that's coming to Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. They had a critical role, which is like a geek orchestra band kind of come out and do like a live uh, accompaniment to it, which was a nice touch. I thought it went on a little long, but um, this looks good. I don't think there's much to say here. It seems a lot bigger and more robust than I originally thought this DLC was based on the announcement. So I think it was good that they showed it and they showed us a lot of the environments. Um I, I really liked Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle a lot more than I thought I was going to. It was a real surprise for me last year. And uh, I, I could definitely see myself jumping back in for a little bit for the DLC. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, so then um, we got more about Skull and Bones, which is uh, Ubi's pirate. Sean, I pre-ordered you, know, you one for Christmas. <laughs> Listen. He's just going to toss it. <laughs> toss it. I'm going to burn it. Oh shit! Hey, hey! At least you'll open it. No, it's gonna stay in the oh. fire. <laughs> you see anything comes from Andy, it goes right stay in the fire. Stay wrapped and get burned. <laughs> That's legit. Uh, so I, I was actually really into this. Um, I was not interested in this game last year. I remember when they showed it off. I was like, "Yo, cool! It's like Black Flag, but without the assassins." And then it was actually just like Black Flag, but without the story, and that was super disappointing to me. Um. But looking at this, uh, I think it looks a lot more interesting. I, I think the ship-to-ship combat was a really, really fun thing in Black Flag. So getting a game that's just focused on that, if it's fleshed out, I think could be good. Um, we saw a little bit more on like kind of, you know, you getting off the boat and going to this island where you get to walk around and do some, you know, like first or third person stuff. I don't know how much that's actually going to be present in the game or whatever. I think my big issue is I just still don't have a great idea of what this game plays like or what the moment to moment gameplay is of it. So I'm not sold on it, but I'm definitely interested in it in a way I wasn't before. I don't know if I'm sold on it either, but I'm getting like strong Sea of Thieves vibes. and I really like Sea of Thieves. Um, and especially if it's Sea of Thieves, but with the combat from Black Flag. Yeah, that sounds good. So I'm with you. If if it comes out and that's what it is, I'll give it a shot. Um, especially given like how well Ubisoft's been handling these games as services over the last two years, like it'll probably be a really good game that gets a lot of robust support. So we'll see what happens. If this wasn't a pirate game, uh, maybe it'd be pretty cool. Uh, there are some things about it that definitely seem interesting. I like some of the systems, and I thought the trailer uh, represented the story fairly well, although I'm not entirely yeah. sure. It's, it seemed like there's something more to it than than what the trailer says, just because it kind of ends with him saying, you know, we thought we were, you know, these great kings and everything, and then he's like, but we yeah. were wrong. And, and that kind of hooked me, um, but... Hey, it's pirates, and that's just a you know that's a dead genre, and 
We should really just leave that alone. But for some reason, we're coming out with another pirate game after Sea of Thieves. It gave you a wiggle. You got to give it a shot. Absolutely not. I said if it wasn't. Captain Sean Bartley. I said if it was not a pirate game, maybe (laughs) there would be something there. But unfortunately, it is a pirate game. So it's a hard pass for me. It's a no for me, dog. I, I gotta say, I don't know if it's been like the last like year, like talking to you about all this stuff, or if I'm getting older and more wise. But seriously, I think the pirate genre is starting to like really just like not be a thing for me anymore. Like, I kind of agree. I was like, what this... do you mean the pirate genre? There's no, been serious. like two listen, pirate listen, games. You're a ever. Wiser man. I didn't like Black Flag. I did not like Black Flag. I'm sorry. I know everyone does. I didn't like God. that one. Uh, out of all the Assassin's Creeds I played, that was like my least favorite one. Uh, I didn't want to get wrong with ins- you. That's a fucking insane statement. <laughs> okay, but I'm just let me continue. I don't, you can yell at me more. Um, <laughs> so like this, this was the same thing. I was like, man, this looks great, but like the pirate part, eh. you know, like when I watched the King Hearts three showers, I didn't even like King Hearts, but the worst part for me, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm I'm yeah. like literally not joking that I think right, Sean, Sean is you're out before you infect anyone else. <laughs> he's he's either convinced me. <laughs> that pirates just suck transitively across all things or i'm getting older and wiser and i just don't know it yet you're becoming so. an older and wiser jedi than you've ever been and i well, can't wait true. to see how much further <laughs> you evolve what is wrong with the both of you i don't like pirate games the old republic's the best star wars era like ah <laughs> right like whatever let them you go be fucking space months andy you and i'll go be space pirates <laughs> And have sex. Is different. Wait, do you okay. well, hold on? I'm sorry. Are you implying that the Old Republic is not the best era of Star Wars? No, no, wow. the Galactic Civil War is. That's why the movies are about oh, it. Then I vote Andy. you off the island. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think what we just we just figured out based on everyone's votes is I'm the only one left on this podcast now. So I'm going to so. move us along. Uh, so <laughs> we got uh, we got another look at um, Elijah Wood's VR game uh, Transference, which is uh, being made by his production company, which I don't have the name of here, but uh, in, in collaboration with Ubi Montreal. Uh, it's designed to play in VR, but you can actually play it on like a regular screen. Oh, thank God. Coming to <laughs> PS4, Xbox One, Rift, Vive, and PSVR. Um, yeah, I don't know. It looks pretty cool. Um Something in the the Kotaku article that we were using to just kind of like as a roundup, they they uh, reminded me of the fact that he flubbed that one line on his teleprompter. And unlike everyone else who made a mistake with their teleprompter, who just stood there like a scared deer, he's an actor, so he was just cute about it. <laughs> which I think takes us back to Andy's point, which is why don't we let the games people make games and the PR people talk read. or read stuff <laughs> off of a screen? Because there's a big difference between a game developer who freezes and just reads the prompter like this and, you know, your boys like Pete Hines or, or you know, some of these other guys who come out and, and really make a show. <laughs> Reggie, right? Like, yeah. So, I, you know. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, Sean, I know you were really interested yeah, in this one, so right? Yeah, so I actually really don't like Ubisoft. Uh, they don't make anything that appeals to me at all. And they like pirates and I don't. So it's like, you know. <laughs> Bad. It's it's, it's a bad uh, scenario. Uh, bad match. But this game looks absolutely brilliant. Uh, first of all, it is creepy, and like I said, I came into E three hoping for some really weird horror vibe games, and this gave me that. But it's not just monsters. It, it's a father, right, who is doing some very weird experiment on his son which is messed up, um, and you can't really tell exactly what's going on, but you know that it's not good. Uh, graphically, this game looks 
very, very good. Um, and this is the kind of game that I think, you know, especially you talk about VR. Yeah, absolutely. This is VR. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to experience this in VR. I have literally never felt that way before about any game that was released with that VR tag. Didn't care about it with Batman. Didn't even care about it with Resident Evil. I care about it with this. Don't own VR, but this is the kind of game I'd buy it for. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I really thought this was cool, too, dude. Ever since I saw um, uh, Swiss Army Man, uh, I, I, I've liked Elijah Wood uh, for his, like, insanity that he can pull off and, and make it, like, really engaging, you know? And this, this fucking game just looks like... It, basically more of the same for me like i i'm really into it uh uh i, I didn't Elijah know what was it in swiss army oh man. shit never mind never mind <laughs> yeah yeah i was mixing the two up whoops dan radcliffe and what are you thinking of oh daniel yeah, radcliffe i was mixing them up in my head <laughs> people always do that i don't I know. even look alike it's so i know funny. it's a real thing well, in any I case, was literally joking about this during while he was on stage. I was like, oh, hey, babe, look, it's Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> well, in any case, I do like Elijah Wood a lot, obviously. But uh, th- no, this does fucking wonders for me, man. Like, I don't I hope you have your PS uh, VR thing, Pete, like by the time like this comes out, because I'd like to try it there. But like it's it's on without it. So, you know, we'll we'll try it there probably because I, I yeah, really yeah, think I I'm going to get this one, actually. Uh, yeah, I, I could see myself playing this game either way. Um, I get like a doki think... feel from it, you know, it's like. It's, sure. There's something very dark in there yeah. that I haven't seen yet, you know? Yeah, I, I think just, like, horror in general works really well in VR, so, like, oh, yeah, you can yeah. see why this is an experience that would work there. Um, but, sure. yeah, so I, I I I was high on this one, too. I think it looks pretty good. Well, I like his beard, um, too. It was really so gruff, you know? He, yes. looked like he, was, he looked like he was really in there for a long time, whatever he's doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, moving right along, um, we got another trailer for Starlink, which is Ubisoft's uh, Toys to Life game, which is still coming out, um, even though Toys to Life is fucking dead. But um, <laughs> we got another cute little crossover between Ubisoft and Nintendo. Our boy Shigeru Miyamoto came out uh, to like get a, a toy from the series uh, right after the announcement that Fox McCloud was going to be a, uh, a character in the Nintendo Switch version of the game. Uh, so this is cool. You know, like This game is obviously not for us. I think if I was a little kid, I would have been hype as shit oh, on this. Oh, God, yeah. I, uh, I was a little kid looks... in 2018, and I saw this. I'd be like, "Who's Star Fox?" <laughs> that <laughs> might be a problem true. too, unless you played Smash a lot. <laughs> well, now you can. Yeah. Um. So this looks cool. Uh, I I love the relationship between Ubisoft and Nintendo. So getting to see more of it is cool. Having Miyamoto be in the crowd and have uh, e- Eve's Gilmont just be like, "Oh, like let's get my buddy up here." Like. That's super cool. Um, getting to see the two of them on stage together is is really fun. And Miyamoto is probably the most adorable man in the world. Um, so October sixteenth, game's coming out. Xbox One, PS Four. But you know you're gonna want to get it on Switch. So you can get that sweet, sweet fucking R wing in game. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about can this I, one. Can I just really quickly say what a shame and travesty it is that this game, Starlink, right, presents Star Fox better than basically anything Nintendo themselves have put out <laughs> in 20 years. Yeah. Thanks, Platinum. All you had to do was make a good oh, game, they Platinum. Oh, shit. They made the one on Wii U. Oh, yeah. fuck. And everyone always wonders why I hate Platinum, and then I remind them of that oh, fact. Oh, no. Pete, you should have brought that up before. <laughs> yeah, because they needed to just steal money from Nintendo, who saved Bayonetta for them, so they could fund their next crappy fucking hack and slash. Fuck you, Platinum. I like fuck Bayonetta. you. 
I don't give a fuck. I'm mad at them. You're you're a hater sometimes, <laughs> but it's okay. I'm not a hater. They fucking buried Star Fox. It was already on life support, and they put a pillow over his fucking face. God damn, dude. All right. All right, moving right along. For Honor, uh, we got a bunch of stuff about For Honor. New game modes coming, <clears throat> uh, like a castle siege mode. A big expansion called Marching Fire, which seems to bring uh, Chinese soldiers into the mix, which is cool. Um, and then uh, they also announced that the starter edition of the game is free for PC players this week. You can download the game completely for free, and you get to keep it. Um, so you'll have to buy the DLC when it comes out, but if you're interested in For Honor, you can get it for free right now on PC, so go fucking do that shit. Hey, the servers um, actually work now. Yeah, I mean, they have dedicated servers and everything now, so yeah, any of the problems that were present aren't anymore, so, um, and For Honor's been a huge success for them. People fucking love that game, so... I uh I will probably download it. Don't know if I'll actually play it, but it's free. Ooh. So might as well add it to the library. If you get it, I'll come in and kill you a hundred times. Let's do it. Awesome. Um so then uh they closed out the show with uh Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which unfortunately leaked last week. That would have been a really cool reveal, if not, because um I gotta say, I think this game looks fucking great. It looks uh, real cool. We've, we've talked a lot mm, about yeah. Assassin's Creed and how for uh, like it's it's had a uh a rough go of it, you know, like the game, I think really overstayed its welcome for a long time. They went away for a while, came back with origins. A lot of people liked it, but didn't speak to any of us. And we just really couldn't get it up to try it. I, I gotta say, uh, I, I, I think I might just have to get this game. Like this trailer really looked good. I like the added dialogue options that they had. There's branching conversations like a la, you know, Bioware, which looks great. Uh, you can play as either a man or a woman. Um, the There's like superpowers. Like you get this like magical spear that seems to give the characters some like, you know, new abilities. The fight uh, stuff looks way, way better than I think Assassin's Creed ever has um there's romantic subplots like i don't know dude like it it just it got me in a way that assassin's creed hasn't gotten me since black flag and uh it's october 5th um so you know kind of a crowded time for it but i don't know i gotta say i'm interested uh so my like big thought watching this trailer was like and the stuff that's come after like from the show floor it's really nice to see that somebody's making Bioware games now that EA's got Bioware making Anthem. <laughs> that's that's I mean, fucking savage, but goddamn, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I just gotta, like, I gotta say it's it, got the it, dialogue it wheel. The the director told somebody like some journalist on the show floor this week, like, yeah, we're really going like full on RPG for this game. Yeah, yeah, I, I did hear that. And I know, like, it's on the show floor, so people are, like, able to... Or not uh, on the show floor. Um, there was a press event recently uh, in New York where people were like, able to get hands-on with it, and the stuff is overwhelmingly positive uh, that's coming out of it. So, mm, I don't know, man. Let's fucking go, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm way into it. I gotta say, from all of the Assassin's Creed's I've played, and I probably should have played Origins, uh, I, I feel like I played the most out of us here... Uh, but I, I know I've made it very clear I'm turned off to the series. This one did, you know, tiny, tiny spark. There, there is a light inside of me that came back and said, mm, maybe, you know, maybe. Hey, I, I'm not saying this maybe is... Maybe I could care about this again. Yeah, I'm not saying this is a $60 purchase yet. But the fact is, I care. I care even at all. And I had, I had zero care about Origins. And, like, by all accounts, it was a great game and everything. And I love Egypt, and it should have been for me. Uh, but, it, you know, I like 
the Greek setting less than I like the Egyptian setting, but I, I think maybe the addition of, like, the, like, weird superpower shit kind of did it for me, because, like, man, it's fucking ancient aliens. At this point, just go with it, you know? <laughs> uh, well, like, they showed, like, they're leaning more into the mythology yeah. stuff, like, the end of the trailer, there's the Minotaur right, and right, stuff, right. and so that, that's what it I mean, just dude. seems just, like, more interesting. Just go yeah. with it, you know what I mean? Like, embrace it, because it's gonna, you know, like, it's gonna set you apart, you know? Like, I, I think that's what's really gonna bring me into it, you know? If, if they can, like, get enough of that and keep it still, um, you know, like, it's not the forefront of the game. Like, you're not constantly killing, like, God of War stuff, you know? Um, yeah. But if, like, if every, like, couple of hours, you know, or every couple of quests, it's just like, oh, my God, you know, like, I'm fucking in the labyrinth and I'm trying to get the Minotaur. Like, that's that's tense. That's cool and unique. You know, like, I've never had that before. Like, if you even go slightly on the journey of Odysseus in any fucking way, you know, like, if you... Yeah. It, that's kind of what I got from it. And, like, I've been dying to see a game that is essentially that journey. And... Uh, if this pulls it off, man, you got me back in the series, so that's pretty big, you know. I totally agree, man. And I, I'm actually the opposite of you. The Greek setting is a is a turn on for me. Like I I like ancient Egypt, but I'm oh, no, more no. interested in. I ancient like Greece, Greece too, but I like Egypt way more. <laughs> and I think the difference for me was like when we saw the Origins trailer last year. I remember being like, "All right, maybe like I maybe this will be all right." And yeah. I was like, "I'm cautiously uh, this. I'm like." I'm turned on to this right now. Yeah. And they have to turn me off, I think. You know? I mean, dude, they, from a cold, lifeless husk of caring, made me have a spark inside of me. Uh, that's yeah. really big. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I've been out of these games for so many years now. And, like, I can't believe that I actually care about this again. I never thought, I think I'm, like, on air saying I'll never care about Assassin's Creed again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. This is, um, this is in a similar space to me that Tomb Raider is for Pete, where it's like, I want to play it, but I think it might just get buried in other things I want to play more. Yeah. Yeah, I think and I think that's definitely a risk for me as well. Um, I think uh, one of the things that uh, I remember hearing about it that, like, I can't get out of my head now is um, I was watching uh, Kind of Funny do their, like, live reactions to it. And um, at one point, like, they showed the, the main female character, like, doing some of the fight stuff. And um, Greg just yelled, he's like, oh, my God. It's a Wonder Woman game, and I was, and now I'm just like, oh my god, it is a Wonder Woman game. Look at her; wow. <laughs> she's a beautiful um, Mediterranean goddess, ready to use her superpowers to fight a Minotaur. It's a Wonder Woman comic. Let's fucking go! Also, <laughs> like Hellenic powers of justice. <laughs> the the main assassins you play in the Greek stuff are Leonidas's kids. I didn't really? catch that. That's interesting. That's, okay, that's the thing I read today from like huh. them having it on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's it's really like, fucking and cool. That's, that's what the spear is and why it's so special. Oh, okay. It's like Leonidas' magic spear because he's part ancient alien. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. I love that. No, no, yeah. no it's so, ancient alien. You're not wrong. Yeah. So they are. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I'm i interested in this in a way I haven't been for Assassin's Creed in forever. Because even Black Flag didn't, like, I wasn't hyped for it. It was just like, oh, I like pirates. I'll give this a shot. So... I'm I'm real into this. I hope it comes together. I hope it catches me in at the right place at the right time. Because um, I, I, man, I would love to care about Assassin's Creed again. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Sean, do you have any takes on this one? Absolutely not. I am probably the least interested person in Assassin's Creed of all time. Right. Yeah, I know. I know that. I, I mean, so. <laughs> well, I, what I'll say is this: as someone who doesn't like this franchise at all, yeah. this did look really good cool good that's that's um, what got me you know it's like i'm out and it looked great <laughs> it, 
I think it's just the little like one of the things I liked about it was last time when they're like, oh, we brought back Assassin's Creed and and like here's the innovations and it was small things. It was small buildings on things that used to be there. And this was like, oh, hey, we're going to talk about all the new stuff that's coming and all the new stuff feels more akin to games that I actually like. So we'll see. But I'm really high on this one. Um, so a couple, this kind of wrap up, uh, Rainbow Six Siege has been played by 35 million people, which is fucking crazy. They announced a documentary called Another Mindset all about Rainbow Six Siege. Um, you know, it's another just example of Ubisoft's fucking sleeping giants. So good for them. Uh, Crew 2 got a new trailer. Open beta is launching on PS4, Xbox, and PC on June 21st. So, uh, by next week, you'll be able to go. Um, my one criticism of Ubi was I was really surprised they didn't have a one more thing moment. Like, when they all had all the developers come out, I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to, like, wow us with one last big trailer. They didn't have it. I think if they had had that, they would have definitely been the number one uh, third party for me. Because Ubi's, I thought Bethesda's was just a little bit a little bit better, maybe. Um, any final thoughts on this one before we move on to Bethesda? Despite not caring, again, about any of these franchises, really, um, or what we, what we saw, I do think that they had a good show. Um, and, you know, they showed off a game transference that in a sea of games I don't care about, this was one that's mind-blowing. So it shows me that Ubisoft does have the capacity to put out something very different, and that's exciting, and that shows, that bodes well for them, and I think they've been on an upward trajectory, we've talked about, about that on the show before, so I think they did a great job this year. They kept it simple and, and, and clean, and they, they did great, they showed off good games, that's what matters. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, I, 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 oh. Oh, go ahead, Thompson. I was going to say, man, I, I've been incredibly critical of Ubisoft over the years, and I've, like, scaled back a lot because they've changed a lot of the things that have bugged me, you know? Like, I'll point out when they fuck up or when anyone fucks up, but I think that this was their best show they've ever done just because of the way it was presented to me. Like, I don't necessarily care about every game, but they all look good in some way, you know? And, like, yeah. this vision may not be for me, or even the sound screen may not be for me, but, like, I know that, like, the people who like that game are going to buy it, and it's going to be good, you know? And, like... They they do like have a commitment to like the games of services thing like like you said siege like honestly man like I still come come back and play that thing you know right it's, it's siege fun, you for know honor and like for like... honor like I was off for months like very long time until we had that conversation like six months later you're like well they got dedicated servers now and I was like fuck it I'll go back you know like they don't say this game failed and it's not making money or whatever and like fuck it it's gone like they'll come back and try to fix it and try to foster a community and then when they've done that they'll be like here's the second game for it so we can bring more people in and all that so you know i gotta give them a lot of respect for their chutzpah now you know like they, they give a shit man they do and that's that's huge in this market you know a lot of people yeah. don't give a shit they're and, big enough that they don't really have to but right. they do and that's cool and that's yeah. great um and i i think specifically i i'm really happy that they had such a strong e3 after this year, which was really like a victory lap for them, man. Yeah. You know, it's like they, they fought off the hostile takeover from Vivendi. I know. You know, they, they had their most successful financial quarter or year rather in uh, the like ever. They made $2 billion off of their games and services and shit. It's like, dude, like they're in a great fucking spot. And I think they're in a good spot to really like keep the course that they've already set for themselves and to continue to innovate and wow us with new things and smaller things even. Yeah. Um, which is exciting. I gotta say, so, Ubisoft uh, has become one of them. my uh, more exciting to look at companies. You know, like I just, I'm always yeah. amazed now what they're doing. They're they're really just fucking killing it, I think. So Yeah, man. Good on them. Uh, so yeah, to move it off uh, to the last one, Bethesda. Um, I, I, I think Bethesda's another company that to, for my money really gets it is Bethesda. Uh, and, and I think like this showing for me, 
I if it wasn't the strongest uh, third party thing, it's it's damn close. Because um, I think for me, like this as a conference was a mixed bag. I think there was a lot of pacing issues, some really weird choices, uh, especially for Bethesda, who's generally erred on the side of keeping things tight and yeah. neat. Um, I think this was probably their most traditional E3 conference that they've ever done. But in terms of what they brought to show, um, I think it speaks volumes about just what I appreciate about Bethesda as a company, where like, I think they speak really well to their audience. I think they're really good at making games uh, for the most part. And they hit all of the markets in really smart ways, I think. You know, like they have pillars of mobile, VR, single player, multiplayer, and like hard multiplayer, you know? And um, they had a little bit of something for everybody. I felt like nothing overstayed its welcome. Uh, even the stuff where it's like, maybe you don't give a shit about the Elder Scrolls card card game, but they talked about it for like three minutes. So if you're really going to bitch about that, you're kind of an asshole. You know, it's like... Dude, I totally and, agree. And, I fucking love Legends, but I was like, I don't want to hear anymore. Like, I'm good. I want to see what you got. Tell yeah, me. Let's just go. Like, you know? Hey, I it's coming to consoles. Game. Your stuff's going to cross That's over. So cool get too. a visual overhaul. That's fucking cool. great. <laughs> We're done. So... I, I gotta say, overall, I thought this was a really good uh, conference in general, and I think part of it was they were one of the only ones where I felt like they really had bombs for us. Like, granted, we had the announcement that they made a joke about at the beginning about how Rage 2 had leaked on Walmart yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. which was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It was good, Like, yeah. that's another thing. Like, Bethesda, I love that they, like, they have a sense of humor. Like, they made that whole Amazon Alexa thing with, yeah, uh, oh with my fucking God. E and real. Michael Key. And it's a real thing you can do. Yeah. Um, you can play that, Skyrim that's now. That's super funny. That's it's just the super last funny. fucking port. And he comes out, he's done it. I had to. It's You get it. <laughs> so, and, Bob, right, Bob I think Bethesda just, they, they get it. They know how to speak to their audience. And I think, uh, like, the fact that they actually had legitimate pops for us that hadn't leaked and that they had, like, four of them is, is a big deal. Um, because nobody else can really say that. Like, excluding you know, one or two small announcements here or there, right? Like Nintendo surprised us a little bit. You know, we had some of that stuff. A lot of the stuff that we saw, we knew we were going to see. And the fact that Bethesda really had some fresh, cool stuff that I'm excited about is, is you know, I, I think really sets them apart a little bit here. Um, but so jumping into the show proper, uh, they kicked it off with like the hypest man in the entire world, NGWK, <laughs> coming out, uh, doing his thing. Um, I got to say like, that was probably the worst part of the show for me, and it wasn't Andrew WK's fault. No, it was crowd. all presentation. Like, <laughs> the fact that they had him come out and play and cut between him playing and the crowd being bored was oh, awful. Yeah. Uh, whereas if they had just let the trailer play with them playing live and just cuts back to, like, guys fucking shooting people, and then Andrew yeah. WK just like, da, 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 like, that would have been perfect. That would have been great, you know? yeah. I think they thought the crowd would like him more, and uh, unfortunately, yeah. You know, the trouble with live shows sometimes. <laughs> sure. I, I was watching this with my girlfriend and she was just like, what is happening? Who is that? She doesn't know who NGWK is. Who <laughs> no, is that? The white why pants. Does, <laughs> why does the crowd look so bored? Isn't this supposed to be about games? That was her whole reaction. And I think that speaks to probably how the people in the crowd felt. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, how a lot of people at home felt. But I thought. If we're just gonna, if we can just talk about the performance really fast, I thought they did a great job. Yeah, yeah, that was like an yeah. interesting way to start. Um, it just didn't, you know, catch me hundred percent. But then it went great after that. 
I also thought it just... really didn't match the tone of everything else they showed for Rage. Right. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as like I mean, Rage is like Rage, you know? It's like fucking brutal stuff. I, I don't know. Well, and, like the whole like they gave you that like voiceover of the guy just being like, Oh, like they took everything from me and I'm so <laughs> mad. I'm just like meanwhile the theme song is just like AWK just getting you hyped for a party. Yeah. And I'm just like like I don't like I love Andrew WK. Like he's fucking awesome. I just it felt weird and like the fact that you could take a guy who like bleeds hype and and make it feel awkward is just like you guys really could have done a better job. He's basically Slurms McKenzie. Like he is the hype man incarnate, you know? And like I think that's what they said, like, oh shit, let's get Slurms McKenzie to hype our game up. Like I guess you didn't need to. So my whole thing about this game, like I thought Rage 2 looks really good. I'm not interested in the story. Like, I thought the voiceover stuff sounded really lame, grim, dark, generic, first-person shooter character dialogue. Um, but I think the gameplay looks hot. I thought the, uh, the, the abilities, the powers and stuff that they showed off and how they synergized together and everything, I was like, this looks cool. Like, this looks like a game I could get into. I... My only thought watching Rage was why would I play Rage 2 when Borderlands 2 costs $10? So, yeah. Borderlands I, just doesn't speak to me. I, I know, I know, like, you're going to say that, Pete, and, and, like, I pretty much echo Andy on that 100%. Like, Rage has always felt like, you know, a not as good Borderlands to me. And, like, but maybe 2 would be better. I don't know. Like, I'm a big fan of Borderlands, though, so. Maybe yeah. 2 will be better, but Rage has always felt, and everything about this trailer, um,. Could, like felt more like it was Borderlands that was afraid to be silly. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have the handsome Jack character that like. While Borderlands doesn't always have the best story, like there are moments where you're like, "Damn, I'm genuinely invested in this villain or something." See, you know. For me, like the aesthetic of Borderlands has never spoken to me. Um, that's interesting. And like that's surprising because you think it would. Yeah, like, I, I do. I, I like. I like. Uh, cartoony, but also kind of gritty. Like that was what was cool about Beyond Good and Evil for me. Um. But like, I've always thought Borderlands 2's gameplay sucks. Wow. I don't. I don't like the shooting mechanics. I think it's really stale and bland. Um, okay. And like this to me looks visceral. It looked really sharp. It looked like there was a lot of control over how you approach a battle and how power synergize and interact with each other. And like, there wasn't an emphasis on multiplayer, which is another thing that doesn't work for me with Borderlands. Where every time I've tried to play it. By myself, I thought it felt like it was really empty. And when I tried to play it with other people, we got bored and started playing something else. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just a disconnect for me with Borderlands. And maybe this works for me for a different reason. But uh, yeah, I just thought that like gameplay-wise, it looked really tight. I think if anything, it's the aesthetic of the story and the characters that are going to turn me off more than anything. All right, yeah. What about you, Sean? I Honestly, I, I didn't care about this one iota. Um... I, and, and it is in that spirit of, of Borderlands, and I didn't care about that either. So this is just a long, you know, period of me just not caring about this kind of game. Uh, I get the appeal. I see it. It's cool looking, but I would never devote my time to this. So Okay. Yeah, I think the one thing that makes me think I probably won't actually play it is that there are a lot of other solid first-person shooters coming out from Bethesda that I'm more interested in. Speaking um, of which... 
Speaking of which, Doom motherfucking Eternal, man. Ooh, I'm sweating when Hype. I saw this one. <laughs> Dude, uh, the first Doom, or the Doom reboot that we got in 2016 was a fucking great game. Uh, I never finished it, but I, I played about halfway through it, and I really liked it. The shooting mechanics are tight. Uh, it's visceral. It feels like Doom. It's goofy. It's fucking over the top. And basically, like, they promise more of that. They're like, it has twice as many demons. We're going to get hell on Earth. Um, they're going to show more QuakeCon this August. It looks hype, you know. Let's fucking, you know, we'll talk about it more in August. More of that original soundtrack, which you can listen to at any time of your life and realize it's one of the greatest things ever. Please listen to the Doom OST. BFG <laughs> <laughs> Division does go with everything, I know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, dude, fucking Doom Eternal, man. Hell on Earth was always, like, the next logical step from the old series. That's exactly what they did, and I'm fucking glad that they just took the same thing and said, screw it, we'll just follow that. You know, this has been... A wild ride of a reboot like holy shit i'm so happy for this <laughs> yeah i mean it's not broke don't fix it just give us more yeah. like give us another fucking game like this I'm you just, guys already knocked it out of the fucking park dude i'm just so glad that we can make like games in 2018 that just can be like do you want to just like smash everything like you know <clears throat> the intro for doom where he like here's the uh story console and it just breaks it like nah it just fucking get to the demons dude yeah. It's one of the most, like, on-the-nose games I've ever seen, and I'm just so glad for this. there's more of it, you know? Just more. <laughs> Any other takes on this one? Uh, it looks good. I didn't play The Last Doom. I probably won't play this one, but not because it doesn't look good. It's just one of those things where there's so little time, so many games. Yeah, I mean, Doom hit me at the right time last time. I missed it when it first came out, and I was able to get it on sale uh, because of a, a typo error. Um, at a I was at a GameStop and someone had put a only twenty dollars sticker on it. Oh wow! So like they had to sell it to me at that price. Oh wow! Um, so I got it for twenty bucks and it was like almost new. Played it for like a month or two and was like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll fuck with more of this. You know, it's like let's do it. Yeah, it's for just, twenty dollars, um, I'll mess with it too. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, right. It's exactly. So worth it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Once I played it, I was like, oh, I should have bought this day one. This game was great. Um, so I think if if this one comes out and it's more of the same. It's going to have more of my money. <laughs> uh, so then moving right along, uh, we got a bunch of stuff for Prey coming out. We saw um, the Moon Crash DLC, which we already knew was on the way. Looks really cool. Um, but so there's there's other some other new game modes, stuff that already came out, like the day of the conference. So there's a new Game Plus mode, which is out right now. A Thank survival God. mode, which is out right now. I know, Thompson, you really wanted the new Game Plus, so that's cool. Um, and then there's also the, uh, the moon crash is available tonight. It's paid though, not free. What like the other stuff was, uh, they, they described it as quote, infinitely replayable. Uh, and it's essentially like, it's, it's roguelike prey is what yeah, it is. Right, which right. is crazy. Yeah. Like you're yeah. on a moon base, you get, you have to play until you die. And then whenever you die, it comes back and it's harder and, and harder and harder and harder. Uh, it looks really cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm totally um, into it, dude. Like, 100%, like, I love Prey, obviously. Uh, the Moon Crash right. thing is great. Um, I think one of the best things about it is, like, because, like, you're definitely, you know, uh, part Typhon in, in the game, and they just flat out say, hey, it's a simulation, and it just resets itself every time. Like, there's really yeah, yep. no inconsistency with the main story this way. They just get to say, like, here's the thing, it's fun. It's a fun little lawsuit. It actually lawsuit. fits for the game's aesthetic, for the game's, like... Uh, gameplay is great for it. Like part of the original thing I liked about the, like just the game was it kind of almost felt like a rogue. Like even though you could be through areas multiple times, they would be get like repopulated with certain things, and like based on what you did or didn't do, like you'd start seeing Talos One just like change. And like this is great. Just pick one spot, keep doing it over again, and like you know I'm sure like you'll get to fight your you know 
Typhon corpse or whatever after you got killed once or twice. I'm sure <laughs> right. you'll show up as a mimic. And, uh, oh my god, the copious amounts of times that they showed you turn into, like, you know, uh, <clears throat> like a spray bottle or something and just, like, stare down one of the, one of the, you know, it's like, that just, they, they, I'm glad that they know what people love about their game and they put that in the trailer, like, and you're a water bottle. <laughs> and I, I think this also definitely speaks to just, like, another thing I like about Bethesda, like, Arcane's games aren't, they don't, they don't light the world on fire, which sucks because they're fantastic. They're amazing. But they yeah. know that there's a hardcore fan base of Prey fans out there and they're going to support the game. Um, and that's awesome. Like, I own Prey, never got around to it, very excited to jump back and, like, actually start playing it and then get to some of this new content. We really um, should, man. So, we really should. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% in. Yeah. And uh, so they also announced that there's going to be a new asymmetrical competitive mode called Typhon Hunter, which Typhons oh, are the so aliens, cool. if you didn't know, uh, where one person <laughs> is going to be a human character and then everyone else is going to be a shape-shifting alien and try to, like, kill you. So sounds really cool and fun. Um, that sounds like an awesome thing that we should definitely do for a Let's Play. Uh, so... You'll, I, I'm I'm excited to get into Prey now. Uh, a little late to the party, but plenty of reasons for me to come into it now. So. If you're going to learn to fear the coffee cup legion, uh, it's <laughs> it's something to be afraid of. When four of us can turn into coffee cups, you will know death. <laughs> and uh, they also said that the multiplayer is coming to VR. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did, I did uh, forget that they had the VR announcement. Which, yeah, again, Bethesda showing their commitment to VR. So um, maybe this one will be the first good game they make in VR. Uh, so moving right along, we got an announcement of the sequel to Wolfenstein 2, uh, called Wolfenstein Youngblood, and it stars, uh, it's set in the 80s, and it stars BJ Blazkowicz's twin daughters, um, which is super cool. Game can be played either entirely solo or entirely in co-op. Sounds really great. Um, we didn't really see too much else about it, but I mean, like, Wolfenstein, the reboot is another one of the things of Bethesda taking one of these really classic shooter IPs, modernizing it, really uh, making a, a strong story. So um, if you're a fan of Wolfenstein or you haven't played the Wolfenstein reboots, this seems like a great jumping on point because it is kind of removed from them. And um, it's cool to get new characters. You know, like obviously BJ is is a, 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 a iconic video game character, but I think We've gotten a lot of BJ Blazkowicz over the years. Like, let's move away from him a little bit. Let the lineage continue and give us a Wolfenstein for a new generation, you know? So, so uh, after sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, this is a continuation. Wolfenstein is a game where you kill Nazis, right? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, you get to play as two twin women who all they do You're is kill Nazis. You're probably Jewish, yep. too, because BJ was Jewish. So, we can imagine two Jewish women who yeah, get to kill Nazis. Yeah, they're at least half Jewish, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. This is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> All about, I'm so about this. We're bringing yeah. our message of fuck Nazis to every platform possible. Yeah, wasn't that what the guy said? That's yeah. it, dude. Yep. dude, he made, he definitely made a joke. He's like, oh yeah, so you all had a ton of fun fucking killing Nazis. Like, let's do it some more. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah all right. Is the story of Wolfenstein uh, good? Uh, yes. These stories are good. The, the new order is fucking real weird. Yeah, but, it gets into that Nazi super science aspect a yeah, little, so it starts like, hitting that oh. sci-fi zone pretty hard. Um, you know, like it, it's definitely got a story that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's sci-fi it's not alternate future, very you know. grounded anymore after the New Order. So yeah. okay, yeah. Well, I, Wolfenstein Two, I know um, I haven't played it, but it 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 was lauded for its story. Um, yeah, that was like the big draw of it. I mean, obviously the gameplay is sharp and tight. Also hated by internet you know, Nazis. Oh, sure. yeah, they don't like this game. They saw, oh, of course, you know. Please. Well, it just proves what's going on, you know. Like, seriously, buy the game. Like, yo, Nazis. Bethesda, why are you going to get so political? Yep. It's like, <laughs> um, 
what <laughs> yeah okay like this hasn't been a tradition for uh 50 years <laughs> no whatever god bless bethesda for doubling down on that yeah. and being like um that's a poli- that's a political stance we're totally okay with taking so blow we will draw the line in this sand. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I think this looks great. I love the idea of getting to play it in co-op. Definitely a game I plan on playing with Thompson. Oh, yeah, oh, we're going to sure. beat the shit out of them. Oh, my God. I can't wait to crush every skull. Also, um, there's nothing I appreciate more than a good story-driven like driven FPS that's multiplayer. Like, you know, co-op? Like, oh, let's yeah. <laughs> Depending on, like, where BJ is during the 80s when you're his daughter's killing Nazis, I, like, firmly believe that somehow it's going to end up revealed that, like, BJ Blazkowicz got sent to Mars and wakes up as Doom Guy. <laughs> oh, dude, honestly, I've actually I'm, thought of that before. I'm personally hoping that it's like a Batman Beyond kind of thing where BJ's like the grizzled old man in the chair and, you know, his daughters <laughs> are the, the ones at the front of the resistance now. I think I think that's the tact I really hope to, that, that they take. All Doom Guy sees is Nazis, so he can't stop killing them with a the rage. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to see his daughters. That's why he wants to get off Mars. <laughs> Uh, so let's move right along. Uh, we're getting to the end of the uh, the announcements here. We had uh, Todd Howard come out, you know, the head Father of Bethesda Todd. Game Studios. And uh, I love Todd Howard. He's he's really charming, and uh, I thought he did a great job. Uh, we learned a lot more about Fallout 76. We had already gotten a tease of it at the Microsoft conference, um, but we really learned about what the game is, is here. Obviously, it's set in West Virginia. Uh, it's apparently four times as big as Fallout 4's map. It's an online multiplayer game. Um, they've stressed that the entire thing can be played solo for sure, uh, but they saw they called it more of like a softcore survival game than a hardcore survival game. Uh, they they talked about how um, I think they confirmed later this after the conference that there's going to be no more than sixty four players on a server at a time. Uh, it's you know supposed to be dozens of players versus hundreds. It seems like it's very akin. A lot I've seen a lot of people compare it to Destiny when it seems like it's a lot more like something like Ark. Or, like, Conan, which Thompson's been playing. Yeah, or, like, like um, seriously, dude, watching the trailer for this and all the mechanics in it, I was like, that's exactly what's happening in Conan right now with me. Like, literally, all this is just skinned over Fallout, pretty much. Like, yeah, obviously, it's a Bethesda game, and it's got that special sauce, and Fallout has right. that kind of thing to it. But, like, yeah, Ark and Conan are very similar. You, the way that, like, you look at the, um... Uh, citizens in the fall game like working on the benches and all that that's just like getting the thralls and conan or like getting the dinos and you know sure you build a base you do all these things it's it's got a smaller population not thousands you know or like rust right, even, right. you know something like like that you know right exactly um, exactly like a, a yeah. survival game. but the difference with um, it, like them is like rust is like you die you lose everything you pretty much start over you know like conan or whatever right. like this he stressed like you won't be screwed if you're dead like yeah everything you do progresses you progression and you will keep something or whatever so like yeah yes. you're probably gonna die but you know um i think that's that's what i like more about this obviously and of course it's fallout i mean how could i go wrong right it's fucking fallout. right and then they said that like you'll never like you're not going to be on a single server like your server will change whenever you log in so that kind of reminded me of like monster hunter yeah where it yeah, is more sure. of a thing of just like link up with your buddies and play and whatever you do you do which sounds great um yeah, I mean, I gotta say, like, I'm, I, I thought this was one of the strongest parts of their presentation because I think this game was obviously going to be divisive. A lot of people had concerns about it when they announced it last week, and I think the <laughs> fact that they announced it early, let everybody be pissed for a week, and then be like, look, we know that you have some concerns. Let us take you bullet by bullet and really talk about what this looks like. There's dedicated servers. We're gonna support it for years to come. We're gonna have a beta. We're really gonna try to make sure this is as buggy, uh, bug free as possible. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know that this game's going to be for me, but I'm really interested in it. And I have to say, I'm, I want to give it a shot. I'm definitely uh, engaged enough that I want to try it. 
yeah, yeah, I actually really liked the idea that they put it out, or, like, it came out, like, a week ago, sort of, because I got to go through the whole emotions of, like, you know, and, and, like, come to the bargaining stage, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, I don't know, like, you know, <laughs> and then it's like, I had a week to settle down, I got to watch the trailer after it with a clear mind, if they had told me two days ago, and I would just watch the trailer, like, they jump into the E3 thing, I would have been, like, all still had different conflicting emotions, I mean, I'd have listened as much, you know, um, and, and seriously, it's the, the one line you said, Pete, where Todd said, like, I know you're concerned, and we're gonna go through it point by point, I was just like, you're, you got me there, dude. You got me because, you know, you took the time to even address that I had a concern. Most people don't even do that shit. So, again, and Bethesda just they like, knew. they just know what's going on, man. Like, I I always feel like I'm in good hands with them, you know? <laughs> like, I don't ever feel bad giving them my money. <laughs> well, I can't believe it's it's right around the corner, too, right? I know. Out November 14th. Holy shit. Um, so very soon. And if you pre-order it right now, you can get access to the beta. So um, Which, if like, you're interested in checking it out. Yeah. I don't think you get access to the beta right away, though. They still haven't said when that is. Right, right, yeah. yeah, But you will get access to to the beta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, So, yeah, uh, Sean, Andy, what do you you guys think about this announcement? Um, I'm into it, I think. Um, Join us. I know, like, a lot of people... I've seen a lot of people really upset by this. And, like, "Eh, get over it. It's not like they were gonna make Fallout 5 instead. It was this or no... Exactly. Right. It's not a one or the other thing. Right. And I think that's really important to stress. Yeah. This this reminds me. So I don't know that, but I think it just I don't I think it speaks to Bethesda's strategy, right? Like Elder Scrolls Online exists. We're still getting Elder Scrolls Six. You know. Um. I I, Fallout Shelter was another extension of the Fallout brand. I don't think that's their most successful game to date. They said in terms of player count. Yeah. Which like that's not. I had no idea. That doesn't mean that Fallout is in trouble. But I think to Andy's point, Fallout 5 wasn't coming out yet. Fallout 4 just came out a couple of years ago. Like, it takes them five or six years between games. So I think this is something that they were they were doing on the side. It came together. They're going to put it out. And I think it's just going to be another pillar of the brand, you know? And I think eventually we're going to get our Fallout 5. Um, but it'll probably be next generation. And honestly, it'll probably be after the next two games that we're going to talk about. Yeah. You know, because that's how they do. And, yeah. like... Um, they've, they've talked a lot. Uh, Todd Howard did a bunch, said a bunch more about this after the conference. Like they talked about how they're reusing a lot of the things they built for Fallout 4 because they thought, oh, this could, would be like, not, you know, easy to make, but easier than rebuilding a new game from the ground up. And like, it's a cool idea we wanted to explore. Yeah. Like they had the settlement system from four and they're like, wouldn't that be cool if we could do that with other people too? And it's like, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's cool. So they, they were ruminating on this idea. So I don't, I don't even, like, see this as, like, a mainline uh, Fallout title, really. You know, like... No, like, it's definitely a spinoff. I feel like it reminds me a lot of, like, the, the Pokemon, you know, like, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. It's like, it's not for me, necessarily. So if you're a Fallout fan, like, this is for you or for it isn't. The difference is, obviously, this isn't, like, a, a toned-down thing that we were talking about from before. Uh, this is just a, a different take, like, in the way... a different way, genre! Yeah, in the way that Fallout Tactics was, where, like, Fallout was always, at that point, about playing one or two characters that you had built, and that's it. And this... Tactics was like a turn-based like uh, RPG almost. It was kind of like really just out there, and you know, like Fallout Shelter, like a mobile game that I actually like. You know, like it's just out there. And, like, I'll give it a shot because it's Fallout for sure. But like, uh, I understand why people don't want this or why people are upset with it because it's it's not you know it's not Fallout Five, and 
I'm just happy to get it. It's not like the same way of Command and Conquer Rivals where I'm like, oh, it's Command and Conquer, I gotta play it. Like, no, man, you fucked up. <laughs> this is different. Well, it's like we we just know, got good. Fallout Four. Yeah, like it's I mean. not like that was only a couple years it ago. Really wasn't you know, that it's long like... ago. I think the difference is that a lot of people are upset with maybe is because Fallout Four maybe didn't have that lasting power that the other ones did. Like, I honestly haven't sure. gone back more than twice on Fallout Four, and I've probably played, oh god, I probably played New Vegas like fifty times. Like, no joke, and. And, you know, that's not an easy investment, but I just fucking love that game. And I love 4, I just don't think it's got the lasting power. So I feel like people think it's been a lot longer, you know. It hasn't been that long. And, uh, you know, to to see the settlement system go away would be a shame. Like, there was a lot of stuff in 4 that really could be benefited from having multiplayer experience for it. So I, I've, I've been a, a person who's fascinated with Fallout from afar. I played Fallout 3 for, like, a few minutes before my copy like bugged out and i couldn't progress uh, anymore that's a shame uh, and instead of getting a new one i just decided to stop um but i still think that the idea is cool and i like the world and stuff uh when i saw this i thought oh man cool maybe this is a jumping on point for me i understand why people who follow this franchise and play these games would be frustrated i felt the same way when knights of the old republic was not continued and instead they made the old republic Sure. Uh, but because I don't have an attachment to these games, it's a lot easier for me to say, yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, so there's a very good chance I'll give this a try. That's awesome, man. Listen, I would love I would love for the four of us to play it together. It's not even that, dude. Like, I've already secured at least six of our other friends uh, to play this. So if you guys want to jump in, there could be like Squad. fucking ten of us. And uh, in the same way that I'm doing in Conan right now, we will rule the server and become the terrors of the deep. It's okay. Guys, we could take over the wasteland. That's the point. That's what we're doing. We're romanizing the jungle currently. Oh, my God. All right. So uh, real quick, I want to just do uh, kind of a wrap-up, and then we'll talk about the last two big reveals. Uh, So they announced Elder Scrolls Blades, which is an Elder Scrolls game for mobile devices, like first-person RPG with touch inputs. Um, I don't really know that this is the right path for mobile from them. I think Fallout Shelter is like a far better use of their IP, but – um we'll see it could work out uh if you want to check it out there is uh right now you can go sign up for the um beta i think it's playblades.com and uh, it's coming out this fall it'll be free you can check that out uh we got a little bit from the elder scrolls legends card game it's getting a visual overhaul coming out on switch xbox one and ps4 later this year so hyped about that switch threes all of your uh your stuff will transfer across accounts that's cool um, Elder Scrolls Online's next DLC uh, got announced. It's a dungeon um, called Wolf Hunter that's all about werewolves, which is something people have been asking for for uh, asking for for a while. Excuse me. Uh, Quake Champions got a new trailer. Apparently, they're still trying to make fetch happen there. Don't know about that one. Uh, they're also making a new. Uh, we talked about the Prey uh, VR games. There's also a new Wolfenstein VR game where you're like a, a mechanic who can take over Nazi robots and use them against the Nazis. Looks fine. Uh, and then finally, Fallout Shelter is on PS4 and Switch as of right now, so you can go get those for free as well. Um, your progress will not be transferred over, though. So then we got uh, the two big, big drops, I think. Um, obviously not too much to chew on here, but exciting announcements for Bethesda. They announced Starfield, which is their first new IP in over 20 years. Uh, they described it as next-gen, um, which I don't... I wasn't sure on what that meant, if that meant the next generation of Bethesda games or the next generation of consoles. Uh, I think it could really kind of go either way. Um, Dude, maybe they're just so confident in what they're doing that when they release this game. It's a PS5 launch title in 2020. 
I think that's possible. Yeah, that's probably true, but maybe they're just so confident that they're like, once you play this game, every other game is going to seem like old school to you, you know? <laughs> I mean, I hope so, man. Uh, I think this game's been in development for a really long time. It's been rumored for a really long time. Uh, the fact that we finally got confirmation that exists is really cool. The fact that it's a brand new IP from Bethesda is really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't think this reveal was good. I, I thought the trailer that they had for us was really nothing special. Um, and I would have liked to see something that had a little more personality that gave us like kind of a sense of what the universe was really like or what environments we'd be exploring or whatever. But um, I thought getting the announcement was really cool. What did you guys think about this? This is super vague, man. Uh, it, it I very much got the idea that this is not for the current gen of consoles because they didn't. I mean, as far as I'm aware, they didn't announce a date. They didn't announce anything nope. concrete. Just and, that it's a game. Right. And <laughs> even the the most vague thing we got was the Jedi Fallen Order. And with that, we at least knew, okay, it'll be out next year. Kind of have an right. idea what this is. This is the most vague thing we heard about other than that. And with this, we got nothing. So that makes me feel like this is not coming out anytime soon. Probably not on these no. consoles. In which case... For me, it's like, why? Why show it? Why talk about it? If you don't have anything, <sighs> if you don't have anything. I don't anything, know, man. Like, I, I, like it, I'm inclined to agree with you, but it's one of those things where, like, I, that's part of the fun of E3, though, is, like, getting the, here's the thing that's on the horizon to look forward to and ask about next year, you know? And, like, I, that that's fun for me. <laughs> I understand that reaction, but. I had fun with it with Metroid Prime because it was an IP I recognized. This See, is not I, I was gonna I say, dude, about. I had the same thing because for me, it's just like Bethesda's like everything they do for me is great. So as soon as I saw like you know like the Metroid Prime, th- you know the, the whatever like one fucking photo that Nintendo put up, you know, uh, and then it's like, oh, that's all they needed to put was a picture. It's like that's all I needed for Starfield, just to see it is like real. Yeah, you know, I'm fine with that because like. I got so many other things that they're putting out right now that I'm cool with, like just for them to be like, yeah, and it's it's happening, and I'm like, great, it could come out in five years, I'm fine it's with it. It's on the way, baby. And, yeah, yeah. It's like I'll I think, think about it when it's closer, but I'm it's cool that it's there. I think it's um, honestly a thing they wouldn't have really announced because they're kind of early on. If like they put out the the Fallout seventy six thing, and like. It got out like this could be an online survival game, and it got out that people were mad. And I think this was just a and rage leaked. Yeah, and rage leaked, and this was a hey, cool your jets, guys. Like, don't be mad at us. We're still making these big RPGs you want us to make. Like, let sure. us explore what we That's want a to good explore. Point. That's a really good point too. Uh, and then they close it out with a teaser for Elder Scrolls Six, which was even less. You know, it was like a a, a sprawling kind of you know. Hills or whatever, Elder Scrolls music is playing. We got the Elder Scrolls 6 logo. Not even a, a subtitle, which I was disappointed by. That would have been cool to be like, oh, at least we know what region we're going to. But, you know, I think we all knew this game was coming. Just another confirmation of like, hey, this is what's next in the pipeline after that. Get excited. So that to me made me think maybe Starfield is a little longer, farther along than we think. Because, like, this is, if this is already in development, you know, like, maybe there is some more of Starfield to come, but, like, if they had it, they probably would have shown it. So, I don't know. Maybe this is just another, like, hey, six years from now, you're going to be playing Elder Scrolls Six. Get hype. I have a hard time believing that if they had more to show, they would have been comfortable showing two games where it's just, hey, this is happening. 
a logo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But right. it, and again, with at least with Elder Scrolls, hey, we know what that is. So yeah. if you're a fan of yeah. Elder Scrolls, you see this, it's like, oh, yes, awesome, cool. We know it's coming. It's enough to get excited. Yeah. Yeah, I think solo yeah, because it's Bethesda is the only reason like they can do that yeah. for me, you know, or like if you know if it was anyone else really, I'd be like, okay, what's a Starfield? I don't give a shit. But Bethesda, I'm just like, yeah, you've been working on this forever, whatever. You got me. For for me, it's just that it's a new IP. Yeah, like, I get exactly. excited about new IP, and and the idea of a new Bethesda game is very appealing to me. It's it's like so, Blizzard for me, you know, when they sure. they got a few, and then if they said they got a new one out, I'm like, oh fuck, you know, oh, Bethesda well, and Blizzard yeah. for me have that level of you know they don't produce necessarily like 25 different things so like if they get a fifth or sixth one in their mix it's fucking crazy you know and i, I love it i'll eat it up yeah and I, I i always get pops like that with sony stuff like i remember when they first put out days gone and i was like oh it's sony ben's game and yeah. everyone's like what who yeah like, what are you yeah. talking about <laughs> right so I, I get it um and i think i had a similar pop here so final thoughts before we wrap things up here um I thought Bethesda had a great conference, I have to say. I think they get it, and they speak to their audience. They speak to them well, and uh, I thought they had a good balance of updates on stuff we already are, you know, playing and a balance of new stuff that's either imminent or real far away, which to me is like that's the perfect E3 formula, you know, when you really get down to it. I think they mostly got lost in pacing issues and putting people on stage that probably shouldn't have been on stage. (laughs) Not everybody's a Todd Howard, you know? I, I agree, man. I think, like, gen- overall, I think the best thing that they did was just have the uh, time slotted for each game, like, pretty perfectly in my eyes. Like, the Blades thing, they're like, hey, man, this this is a mobile game, whatever, and he talked for, like, less than five minutes about the entirety of it, about everything you can do, where you can find it, and he was on. Legends, same thing. It was, like, three minutes. Uh, they're like, you know, hey, you know, we did this thing, we're updating it, it's great, we're glad you play it, we're moving on. 76, felt like, what, a half hour on that thing? It was un- unbelievable, you know, like, all the stuff that they really saw together. Um, and I think that's what I needed for that, you know? So, like, I'm really glad that they didn't just, like, the pacing's great for me. I'm, I'm glad, like, the beginning was a little rocky, whatever, but, like, I'm really just glad that they, I feel like they constantly, uh, every step of the way understood where any gamer would come from, not just me, you know? It's like, I, f- I feel like they, they get gamers as a whole, you know? They're like, they understand they're that. they're gamers. Yeah, they understand that people like mobile stuff, so here, we'll make this mobile game, but we know a lot of you don't give a shit, so we're gonna keep it short and tight, you know? And it's like, perfect. But I know people out there care about it, so good, you know? I'm glad that they're going to get announced, and it, it feel like the time was apt for it, you know? Very yeah. just balanced, you know? I'm happy oh, yeah. with them. And uh, overall, like, it, the games that they showed hooked me on, like, every single one pretty much. So, you know, that's that's hard to do. Like, E3 is usually like, yeah, I like one or two or whatever. It's like, this was just great yeah. for me. Bethesda you're was, you're like, a big old, you're a big old Bethesda mark, it's just so every I'm game not surprised. was great, man. And it's like, I don't know, this yeah. was like fucking Christmas for me, you know? Like, yeah. I, I like this. This is my favorite one. So whatever. What about you, Sean? Uh, yeah, I thought I thought they did a great job overall. Um, I I'm not someone who's super invested in the world of Bethesda games, but I know about the passion that fans have for these games, and I know that there's a great reason for that. So when I look at this roster and this lineup of things that they showcased, uh, I I think it's like, hey, man. This is everything that you like. If you like Bethesda, what did they not talk about that you like? You know? Yeah. Um, and that's a great sign when you can come in and, 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 and know, hey, we've got you covered. If you like Doom, we've got Doom. If you like Fallout, we've got Fallout. 
Can't go it wrong. It was literally every series, and none of yeah. them looked bad. It was like every every major every series by Bethesda was represented here on multiple stages too. Like we saw <laughs> a few different things for Elder Scrolls. You know, we saw a bunch. You know, it, it was solid, solid showing. And I can't think of anything that was even remotely you know, like omitted or, or underserved. The only other thing that I wanted to say was, you know, we talked a little bit about the presentation, how it started off a little weird with Andrew WK. That aside, I actually really liked how they had the developers talking about Prey, how they were integrated into the little, um, yeah, yeah. The little, little skit. The little oh, skit. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. It didn't I, I like stuff well. like that. Yeah. Um, and it was short, right? Didn't overstay its yeah. welcome. Uh, I, I think that was cool. And uh, overall, I think they put together a very nice show and um much better leagues better to me in my opinion than any of the other third party developers that we saw i think ubisoft's the only one that you could argue is is in contention for it but i i also think that like uh i love the way that bethesda opens this the the conference every year now where it's like it's personal you know it's very much like we're people who love making games and who love games and i feel like that passion really comes across in everything that they do you know um and that's like i gotta i just like i said they just get it man they 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 get they fucking get it and they do they're great at what they do and uh and the studios and the talent that they've cultivated is really top tier and it's it's hard to to sling shit at Bethesda, as far as I'm concerned. Andy, any uh, any final thoughts? No, I like I was not the most engaged, but I I definitely came out of it feeling like there was stuff there for me. I right. am still on the fence about Fallout 76, but I'm leaning yes. Like fucking gonna play Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield. What's the name of the game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. And like. Uh, Doom and Wolfenstein look really awesome, and I'm yep. I don't really play Elder Scrolls Legends. I'm not gonna play the mobile games, but I'll I'll try Elder Scrolls Legends again now that it's on Switch. I think, but maybe. Yeah. Aside from that, I'm with you. Yeah, it's like, and that's fine. There's it's there for people who do, and I'm cool with that. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's the dream, right? That's how you make a conference. Um, Alright, so uh, that's going to wrap it up here for part one of our E3 discussion. Remember, if you want to hear our thoughts on Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft, we'll be back for you next week. Same uh, normal time, normal place, all that stuff. Uh, We'll have our boy Ed from the Party Nerds on to talk about all this stuff. Uh, We're very excited for it. Uh, Sean's finally going to have to buy a Switch, so get ready to talk all (laughs) about that. Maybe. Oh, maybe now. I got several episodes where you no, – well, we'll talk about it next week. So uh, if you guys want to let us know your thoughts on any of the third-party conferences or your thoughts on the you know the big uh, console manufacturer conferences and have those thoughts read on next week's show, you can hit us up at thevideogamepals at gmail.com. You can get us in the comments down below or you can uh, follow at the comics pals wherever your social media is sold and uh, hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking uh, about this or any of any the other conferences. And uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll dive into all that stuff then. So before we get out of here, let's uh, do some plugs. Uh, Sean, why don't you start us off? So uh, if you want to hear more from me, of course, you can listen to me on the Comics Pals every week. Uh, This week we had a conversation about Amazon and how they may be uh, pointing their their eyes over at the comic book world and maybe taking it over. So uh, we had a very interesting discussion about that so you can tune in for that and then of course 
Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Soapbox, where we can mutually talk about our disdain for pirates and why Sea of Thieves really just proved that that genre is dead. <laughs> All right, Andy. Um, I'm sorry. I'm getting over this betrayal. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I've never uh, wavered, so it's not. It's true. That's fair. <laughs> it's just twisting the knife, you know. But you did stab me in the front, so he's twisting exactly. the cutlass, Andy. Hey, uh, if you find Ooh. you can find me over on Twitter at tiger underscore millions. Um, I'm happy to talk with you about games, pirates, why they're great. But if you really want to talk about pirates and why they're great, I'd recommend you tweet me on my backup Twitter account at sean soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would have worked if you would have gone before me, but since you didn't... <laughs> that's the joke! Failed bit. Failed bit. Alright, Thompson? You can find me at Rogue Vampire on Twitter. Uh, I haven't been that active lately, but I guess I'll just start talking about how I hate Pirates Now 2 or something, because I guess I've turned that leaf, so... Awesome. Um, you know what? Mm. Screw it. We can, we can double-team that one account. I don't know where it is. Tiger Millions or something. <laughs> yeah, He likes Pirates, I think, so we'll figure it out. Some fucking nerd. All right, and as for me, if you want to connect with me, I'm at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram. I am available on all of our other programs. I'm on the Comics Pals with Sean. I am on Pals Play with Thompson, where we do Let's Plays. We're going to play some new games this week. Um, let us know if you got any picks. Like, I've got Vampire. We've got Prey stuff you to do. Vampire? I sure fucking oh. did, bro. We're going uh, so <laughs> to have Life is Strange in like a week or two. So there's a lot of stuff coming up. Let us know if you've got any games you want to see us try out on the show. Uh, and then um, go check out the finale of the Riverdale Review. I didn't get to plug that since the show's a little late. We did our very last episode. We had some of our all-time favorite guests come back on. Uh, it was a great time, great episode, I thought. So if you're a fan of Riverdale and you want to uh, close out that fine program with us, you can go do that. And then uh, make sure that you keep your eyes peeled on our social media for what's going to take its place uh, one of these weeks. So we've got a ton of new stuff in development. Make sure you go check out all those social accounts we plugged earlier. Uh, and that's going to do it for us here on the Video Game House. We will see you all next week. Take care, guys. Peace.